Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week in League, for the first time in Sharks history, a story about gang rape was told where there were tears instead of high fives. Katoni Staggs calls for more leadership at the Broncos after Darius is unable to show him how to get a proper erection. Jerome Luai makes Penrith history by being the first Panther to boot a rat bag on the field. Plus, we look ahead to all of the action for round 15 of the 2020 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 364 of This Week in League, I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Just let me uh, reposition the lozenge in my mouth. Um, firstly, uh, welcome to new listeners. I'll do the welcome to new listeners first uh, this week because I'm just noticing there's a lot of uptick on the chatter and uh, you know people wanting to get into the Facebook group and, and all that sort of thing. So I just thought, given that we must have a uh, an influx of new listeners, uh, welcome to all of you. Uh, welcome to new listeners, and especially welcome to repeat listeners, because it's out of everyone that was a new listener last week, some well, of you cunts were dumb enough to stick around for the second go. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yes, and, and of course, welcome to the welcome to the diehard, welcome to the faithful, and uh, the oldies. A big week, a big week for uh, Brisbane Broncos news. So <laughs> let's get into uh, this. Uh, one. I, I swear, I mean, it's we look, we, we, we speak about it in disbelief every time it happens. Every week, new articles come out, and we're just like, oh, ho, ho, what a time to be alive. Uh, you know, we'll never see a time, but every week, you know, what the scary the thing coming. is the scary thing is we're in agreement mm-hmm. that these days actual journalism is dead, mm-hmm. uh, the actual investigative side of journalism is dead. And it's now just a fucking giant clickbait engine. Yeah, it's probably probably it's probably not dead, dead. But I mean, certainly in regards to the publications that cover okay. cover sport like, in this like country, Katoni yeah. Katoni Stag's dick wasn't hard, hard. That's yeah, the current yeah, state of journalism. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's he's a it's an allegory. I mean, he's <laughs> his dick is the dwindling the dwindling readership, and yeah, he's trying trying you know forlornly to to you know, jam more readership into the 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 gaping cunt that is the media in general <laughs> trying to sweeten the deal by sucking on the toes and <laughs> his toes are the people that go out and purchase print media or subscriptions to the daily telegraph yeah. um, but, but it's like it's, it's, you need no more proof of how shit at reading a room these cunt circus media outlets are mm-hmm. in that it's taken them this long to realise the amount of clicks they'll get 
on the fucking dumpster fire that is the Brisbane Broncos. And they can just, all they've got to give us is the facts. Exactly. I don't need to see any speculation. Nope. Just let me know what they did this week. <laughs> I want to hear about the fans chucking the jerseys, you know, yeah. in, into the foyer or over the fence at Red Hill. And you I want know, to see that shit. I've, I've just, you know how they say everyone's got a price? Mm-hmm. I've long been a staunch objector to reality television, mm-hmm. but I've realized this year that everyone's got a show. <laughs> and my show is what's happening in Broncos land this week. So what you're saying is, you know, they, they, someone needs to put a camera crew there. Fuck yeah. Could you imagine, though, how... Gl- I don't know if, you, um, if you've ever watched Hard Knocks, but it's a, it, it's a, a TV show. Usually goes for like five or six episodes um, on the HBO. Gridiron one? Yeah. About fo- the high school or you No, no, it's just... It just, that- it's just it, 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 they, they pick an NFL team, a different one each year. Yep. And the first like five or six, uh, it's about five or six episodes usually, and um, and it basically follows the preseason, like you know training camp, and then the preseason games, and it ends pretty much at the end of the preseason before the season starts. Yeah. Okay. So like they they like they turn them around pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. Okay. This year's this year's probably a different story because I mean, you know, such an uh, an unusual, you know, they're not having a preseason and blah blah blah. But could you imagine like you know they they've got cameras, they've got. Full access. Yep. So they're like locker rooms. They're like team meetings. They're like meetings when the, the head coach is uh, is cutting a guy from the main. Like they've got Jesus. they're in they're in they've got every level of of access. All the field stuff, trash, like everything. Can you imagine a production with that level of access following twenty twenty Broncos season? That would be phenomenal. You got the Seabold shit. You got Pang I fucking like. Imagine the shit. I mean, you, you know, you got the, the the reaction shots where there's team meetings and there's a camera on Pang I and he's just looking like you know like rolling his eyes at. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would just he's be like googling. It would just be the Nick, absolute Nick Politis direct number. <laughs> well, yeah, they got a camera and it's just like you just see him. It's just like scrolling through his contacts. It's just like Uncle Nick. <laughs> Uncle <you know>? Nick. <laughs> but um. So what's actual, happened this week? This week, well, the NRL has issued breach notices to the Brisbane Broncos club and 10 players for failing to comply with the game's biosecurity protocols. This being when the, the 10 of them had a, had a bit of a drink and, uh, and had a bit of a feed down at the, uh, I should say, I shouldn't say drink, a feed down at the Everton Park Hotel, which is uh, very mediocre, have been there in the past. Mm. I was actually there. I was catching up with a friend or a couple of, couple of groups of friends and the kids uh, just before or just after Christmas, uh, just before Christmas, I think last year, and uh, just because it basically spread all over Brisbane, and it turned out to be probably the midpoint. And uh, great, great playground for the kids. Very, very fucking mediocre. Everything else, though. Um, yes. However, the Broncos fined one hundred forty thousand uh, dollars in total. Um, the Broncos club is uh, is fined seventy five thousand dollars. And each of the full-time players find five percent of their salary, totaling sixty-five thousand dollars, for attending the Everton Park Hotel on August the first. There were three development players at the venue. They will have a portion of their fines suspended. Um, at the time of the breaches, Broncos players were permitted to dine at restaurants and cafes, but not permitted to sit in pubs and gaming areas. So the players in question: Jake Turpin, Katoni Staggs. Uh, we'll go with just the uh, the main guys: David Fafita, Corey Pakes. Um, Keenan Palacio, Sean O'Sullivan, Corey Oates, and a couple of uh, development guys. I don't think we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. Um, they considered uh, Abdo considered all the information obtained by the integrity unit and said we have taken our time to thoroughly investigate this matter so we could gather as much evidence as possible to determine what 
happened at the venue. It's our view this breach involved a significant failure of the club to properly administer the league's biosecurity protocols. Mm, number so, one. Go for it. So that was not well that that was that was the number one story of the week. It, that was kind of bubbling last week, and we were kind of just waiting for the other foot to drop on what was going to happen with that. Yes, uh, because there was certainly no no suggestion that the, the they were breaking the wider Queensland League. COVID yeah. rules. Yeah, they were they were fine in in that respect. However, the the project Apollo additional restrictions, which you know the pubs and stuff like that. Yep. that was the one they broke. That's why they copped it. Um, so you look at that group too and you go, okay, when you hear things, so when you hear things in the future about Broncos players forming into cliques or, you know, you, you know, splits through the playing group, well, I guess we look at the first graders there and we go, okay, Turpin, Fafita, Katoni Staggs, Corey Pakes had to play hooker for a while, um, Corey Oates, there's a bunch of them that seem to be friendly enough to go down the, mm. go down the EP mm. and uh, get on it. Yeah, it... It came up in the tweets this week, but on that note, mm-hmm. did any mention in any articles about Alfie? Under what capacity? I think he's just kind of like, you know, he's got the two week. So he wasn't, because he was on the field this week. Yeah, was he? Yeah. I honestly wasn't even paying attention to, because did he did he not I thought he suffer was in breach two, of their. I thought he suffered a two weeker. Yeah, so I don't know. Hmm. Maybe because I, I said it came up in the tweets for the yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'm remembering that now because I just want the fucking Broncos to have another level of that's it. Ascend another level that's of hell it. or descend another level of hell. This this one, yeah. And and I'll call players out for doing dumb shit whenever they do dumb shit. Yep. This one I feel is a a massive failure of the club itself. Yeah. To to even have this be possible. Yeah. So. If the restrictions and the rules and the guidelines, whatever, were a little bit ambiguous, and it seems to be they were, the players knew they could go and eat in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. However, they you know they weren't allowed to be in a pub yep. or a bar. Yep. Well, what does that mean these days when most pubs are restaurants mm-hmm. or have restaurants? Can you only sit there and cafe and cafes? Are, uh, you know, you can get, you can get you can get beers at license. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Uh, and Even like something like the coffee club, like the most generic fucking exactly. cafe ever. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm thinking now. I know plenty of pubs where you can go to the restaurant, yep, and buy your meal, but you yep. must walk to the bar to buy any sort of drink, whether you want yep. a soft drink or a fucking. And that's definitely, and that is the from experience, that is the case. In fact, you have to go to the bar to order the, your food as well at, at the Evan Park Hotel. There you go. Where we were. You know, so, so um, this I feel is a failure on the club to not make it crystal fucking clear. You know, especially because there, there is that grey area. Because yeah, sure, they were de- like legally speaking, Queensland is pretty well off in terms of the corona thing at the yep. moment. So you know, we have the ability to do that if we wanted to. Yes, that's but, it. Yeah, but it needed to have been made crystal clear to them yep. that under this, if you want to get together for gatherings, that's absolutely fine. Yep. However, before you do so, you need to run the proposed plans via this person. Yep. Tell them where you want to go, what time you're going to get there, and what you're going to do there. Yep. They will then suss out the fucking joint. Can you imagine how simple that is? Oh, hey, a bunch of us want yep. to go and have lunch Yep. here. They'd go, you know what? Great, go and have lunch. But don't go there because it's too fucking hard to stay within the guidelines of what you have to do yep. at that venue. Yep. Too hard. Yep. Go to um, 
He's his cafe that's down the fucking road. There's fucking, if you want you want a steak, go to Blackbirds in the city. Yep. You know, we as the Brisbane Broncos have a fucking hookup at Cha Cha Cha. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll get you a table there and you can go and eat all the steak you want and drink fucking yep. wine or beer or scotch or whatever the fuck you want. Yep. And you're not in breach of anything. Yep. Um, just absolute fucking dumb cunts. Yep. Uh, now, Tony Staggs today, he called on Brisbane's more experienced players to stand up and show the way as the club looks to extend their losing streak to six games. <laughs> the Broncos have shown signs of improvement in the past month, according to this article I'm reading, but they have been glimpses rather than anything substantial. Injuries and off-field distractions have played their part, but tying to the broader issue of a lack of resilience within the playing group that's proving a constant problem. Staggs is only 21 years old, but has been one of the side's best recently with strong efforts in defence, along with his usual tackle bus with ball in hand. He said the younger boys in the squad need someone to guide the way as the losses continue to pile up. His quote is, there's some boys there in leadership that are not really doing their job, and I think there's a lot of boys in there that are getting away with a bit. Uh, is it we need leaders to step up and show us young boys what it's about? Well, I would agree that yeah, yes, yes, you do. But at the same time, if you are if you are put together enough to recognise this as a problem, then perhaps uh, you could step up as well. And did, be did the he example. Not, did he not say that and say, you know, I, I have some stepping up to do myself or, you know, I'm young not from but I'll what, try. Not, yeah, not, no, not from what I read. Okay, I, I thought. So that. the, I guess, you know, the leadership group is, I wonder if he's if he's referring to anyone in, oh, I, I would say that he's not referring well, to what, Corey what I take What I take about that is there's a stark difference. The, the cliche that you expect out of something like that, you know, is, oh, you know, look, we're all out there on the field together and it's up to all of us to go out and do our jobs. Mm-hmm. And no, you know, no one player is responsible for the losses, so this and yep. all. We all have to get out there and do it for the bloke next to us. Yep. There's a bunch of those. Yep. That says there is a fucking rift in the playing group. Uh-huh. And, and fingers are pointing, you know, all yeah. over, yeah. And whoever I'm talking about, they know exactly who they are. This is meant for their ears. And, yeah. You know, the, so. This is a general, This is a very gen- broad and general statement, but mm. the target of this statement is well aware that they're the target of this mm. statement, and I want mm. them to know that, that this is what I'm saying. Uh, we've spoken about it before. There's been studies done recently, cohesion in sports teams, then shout out to Big T. That was a fucking awesome thing you sent me. Um, but the cohesion in sports teams is such a massive component of success predictors mm-hmm. these days. Uh that that this is this is if I was a Broncos fan, this stuff for me is close to rock bottom. Yeah. The coach dramas I can, you know, get around, uh the the players wanting out yep. I can get around. No one player is bigger than my club. Yep. Stuff like this in my playing group. Yeah. That to me is almost because how do you fix that? This is the other yep. reason. The player contracts and the way that they are guaranteed and unbreakable or yep. untransferable essentially mm-hmm. compounds poor situations for clubs exactly because they, they don't have the ability to easily yeah move players on and yeah, yeah. well you know you imagine if there was freedom of, of to trade players or or negotiate with other teams and they go okay well we got these guys and they don't fucking like each other yeah you know what in a perfect world we would keep this guy yeah because that means if you don't want to get rid of somebody for a form issue or a behavioral issue, yep. that means they're probably going to be in demand at another club. Yeah. So, yep. for example, how many clubs would take, 
like a, a Corey Oates, knowing what he's capable of. Let's say he, hypothetically, he's not because he was in yeah. a little fucking yep. state group. Yep. You know, would well, you, but, but, would you say if, no to him at Manly? Yeah, probably. However, if Katoni stags, I'd say I'd, I'd probably take him. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So the Broncos so, are just like yeah. we need to get out of this situation. Yeah, we need to offload one of these two yeah. guys that hate each other. Yeah. See you, see you, Lachlan Croker. Yeah, you're a Bronco now. <laughs> <laughs> get on your horse, cunt, and <laughs> yeah. So uh, all of that shit's wishful thinking. No. Yeah. Now, Bangai Junior. Oh, please. Cast your mind back. Rewind, if you will, to 2019. Remember, remember Magic Weekend? Uh. And we were with our, our good friend, Mr. Wars, who people listen to the show are well, you know, have met or are aware of. He's co-hosted the show on a couple of occasions as well. And uh, the Broncos players were sort of milling about at, the, at one of the entrances, you know, at field level from the, you know. No, they were watching the game before them. Yeah, 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 and that sort of like yeah, down, yeah, yeah. down at the remember. corner, down yeah, at the corner of the field, the just in one of those entry tunnel sort of things, and and uh, <laughs> and Pang was there, and and was, he had he had headphones on, you know, listening to music and just watching what was going on, just getting into the vibe for the game to come, and uh, and this was like hanging over the the fucking concourse, like not not ten meters away from the guy, he's <laughs> like Pang <laughs> impregnate my impregnate my wife for you know yeah. this, like oh the, the, that was the that was the broncos fan sentiment to the blockbusting to vita Panghai jr may 2019 i'll tell you what as irony would have it <laughs> yes there were two things that needed to happen for that for that to come true wars you got the first bit right <laughs> you just need a way to get fucking pingu imported into china yes yes Pang Island into, <laughs> but uh, it's how it's how COVID started. It was all misunderstanding. Um, but fast forward to today or this week, last week, the week before. What an absolutely dis- disruptive and destructive fucking shit cunt he's proving to be. He's uh, yeah, he sought legal representation in his bid to be reinstated into the you know, playing group. After he was fined thirty thousand dollars and stood by the, the stood down by the Broncos in the NRL for a string of biosecurity bio breaches, uh, it was o- over a week ago. I think it was before we recorded last week, where you know reports were coming out like he was getting stood down. But then it's like you know the Broncos are going to tear his contract up, his you know, six hundred fifty thousand dollars season contract. It's going to get torn up, and that hasn't happened yet. But the NRL, so they've 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 basically stood him down for the rest of the year because he's like. <laughs> Like, what was that? What was that meme? And like, I don't think it really happened, but it was said to have happened. Was it like Gucci Mane in court, where the the judge said, like, you know, did you do, you know, did you whatever? And he saw, and his response was, "Bitch, I might have." <laughs> Pango has been getting questioned by the NRL, and he's pretty, and he's taken it one step further. Yup, and I do it again. Yeah, yes, yeah, I'll do it again. I did it five times already. <laughs> And uh, and I go. I'm not going to make you any promises that I won't do it again. Like the, <laughs> literally every defendant in any legal scenario in the history of fucking time. Yeah. When they say, "Are you sorry? Very, very sorry. Do you regret what you did? Oh boy, oh, do I regret what I did? Do you, are you going to do it again? Oh no, I have learned my lesson. I shall never do this again. Uh, this." <laughs> Pangai, nope, did it five times already. You, you didn't catch me the first five times. 
<laughs> five times. I did this shit five times. It's fuck. It's fucking unbelievable. And so as a result, that's why he's not. That's why he's been stood down for the rest of the year. And they're saying now that he's basically such a degenerate, and just the the unapologetic manner that he's conducting himself is that. The Broncos, they think they're obviously they feel they're on they're on great ground when it comes to you know potentially firing him. Yep. I mean he's given just given them all. He's loaded up every fucking chamber they've got. They don't you know they've, they've got more than they need. But now they're saying as well that the uh, you know he may struggle to get himself registered if he gets fired. Yeah, club. at another club next year. Yeah. If he gets flicked wow. from the Broncos, and it's like obviously he's a talented player. The discipline problems that he's faced on the field, I mean, he's suspended all the time, like certainly the last what two years. The, the, the stats I read on that was something ridiculous. Like he's played 18 games out of 41 or something. Yeah, over like the last two it, seasons or it, something, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Shocking how bad that was. And I feel like it's mostly disciplinary. Yeah. Like, he seems to cop three weeks every every mm. other week, you know? like Yeah. And, um, and obviously, the disciplinary issues on field extend to other areas of his life given yes. the discipline he's shown in this whole you know biosecurity covid bubble thing as well and also just the 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 fact that he clearly knows and understands what he's doing and yes. isn't and and doesn't fucking care <laughs> and so you think well, like you know talent aside like like you would think twice yeah. About bringing him, because sure, like I get it. He's one of these guys that obviously doesn't gel with the Seabol way of doing things. Yep. And he's probably one of these, when they talk about rifts in the playing group, he's probably in like one of the, the rifty groups that's on the outside of everything. Is, is a rift a thing? Like, you know, I, I know it's a description of, of distance between, but yeah. like, you know, is there something that creates a rift? Is there a rift catalyst? Because he's fucking that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's two he, ways. There's, the there's two ways to look at it. These are the activities causing the rift. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is he's so fucking over it. He's just looking to pull the push the eject yeah. button, and he's just doing what he, he can to get sacked the, the one, hell out of there. He's the one that's going up to Sebes and going, "Man, I'm really sorry about what Milf said about you. I yeah. I didn't want any part of that, but I'm I'm really sorry. Hey, and just walks away. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking pingu at the moment. Yes, it, it, an opportunity comes where where there is a club that he needs more than they need him. Yep, and he's not far from that scenario at the moment. Yep, a savvy club could put all sorts of fucking clauses in. Yeah, that's you know things like you know this and suspensions or uh, media outbursts or disciplinary stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you get away with putting that in a contract, then you'd take probably, it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you, you look at, and, and I've used it a bunch of times uh, as an example, but the whole Andrew Fafita yep. situation where he had a great year for Cronulla, the year they won the premiership. Yep. But he was in a group that had that many old heads around. Mm-hmm. So his peers yep. didn't put up with any dumb shit. Yep. He has a problem with authority. Yep. And he has a problem with seniority and hierarchy. That's just the sort of personality yep. he is. And Pingu strikes me as very similar. Yep. He needs somewhere where the culture is yep. that of, no, we don't fuck around here. Yeah. Now, yep. if you look at him, I think Big Nelson 
has a little bit of fuck you, I'm eight foot tall about yeah. him. Well, you know, as 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 the poor Indonesian man found <laughs> at Christmas time. <laughs> had a couple of fucking cinder blocks thrown at his face yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Um that yep. that's the environment that Pingu needs to go to. Yeah. You know, that turned um fucking hot headed monster. Yeah. That, that was very close to being Josh Reynolds two point Yep. Into now a fucking calm, non-retaliatory, yep, very well-spoken media darling. Yep. Uh, otherwise, history repeats. But uh, as long as he's not playing for the Broncos, I don't give a fuck where he is. Exactly. And then finally, this week with the Broncos, I think finally. Let me just scroll down a little bit. Um, yes, finally for the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say sometimes. It's really hard we've almost done fucking half an hour. Just on, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Are we now the number one fucking Brisbane Broncos podcast on the planet? I, I dare say we probably were already. Yeah, but now even more so because <laughs> you know why? We're not going to fluff their balls. <laughs> we fucking <laughs> we tell it how it is. Broncos fans, we're giving you the under. We're not going to sugarcoat this shit and tell you that it's all, all roses and there's a way out of this. There's no way out of this. You're, you're fucked for life. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Untruths. Yeah. are bad no matter how they are. Yeah. So we're, we're not going to tell you about all the alleged stuff that Seabold's done because that's allegedly an untruth. Exactly. But we're also not going to tell you that everything will be okay and patch of little tushies. Yeah, and that's actually a great segue into the last one I do have. Um, the, the Cyber Squad from, uh, from Seabold. Uh, the lawyers working on his behalf uh, expect to know the source of the gossip in the next day. And believe it isn't random trolls making the wild accusations. His uh, legal team expect to receive a report from cybersecurity experts over where the rumors originated. Uh, And um, uh, what's the guy's name? Dave Garrett. The lawyer said, it's quite unexpected. It's not just random trolls. The cybercrime experts wouldn't even know who the Brisbane Broncos are. They're just following this stuff online, but it's quite amazing what they can do. They're letting things run at the moment. There's a lot of activity online at the moment, so the guys are watching that. They're watching people, and by this afternoon or early tomorrow, we will have a roadmap as to where we go from here. And uh, he later said that they were closing in on a person of prominence, in quotes, who had, in quotes, blacked out their social media accounts in the wake of the investigation. The minute it came out that there were cyber people involved, someone shut down their account right away. All their social media went pretty much blank. They won't tell me their name, but it went blank. A prominent name. The report will say who generated the messages, who made the allegations, and where they forward them on to. I can see some nervous people in the next 24 hours. Dun, dun, dun. Look. People gossip. And I've seen the social media account shut down with a prominent name. Very prominent name. I've also seen another prominent uh, Broncos-related name. Stop tweeting six or seven days ago about the time the cybersecurity experts were coming in. I don't know if either of those are related. Or could, yeah, who knows. And But, you know, you know the timing the timing is suspect, especially when they mention shit like that. But like, you know, for, for one of them, that would be, you know, almost, or how would you describe that? The, the relationship would have suffered a, Maybe a compound fracture. <laughs> no, no. Yes. But yeah, who knows? Look, they, they might have gone, oh my goodness. Yeah, I did get that. And yeah, I did go, you know, holy shit, boys, look at what I just got. And so they've decided to, to black it out. 
asking asking you as somewhat of an, an expert on this, if like if you've got your social set to private, yep, and how are they, you know, tracking all of this stuff? Are they actually like fucking hacking people's computers to see what they've done? I think that I think, or is this all just a fucking scare thing, praying that people don't actually understand how little they can find out about this? That's 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 what I think it is more of. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they can you can certainly find things out about where where things come from, especially when it's like messages and stuff like that. But you've got to remember, we've seen two or three versions of the Seabold stuff come out. Yes, and you know, like they always are the same sort of thing. Like I've got a mate who works for blah blah, which is like a sponsor or a blah, you know, whatever. Yeah, you know, I've got a brackets Insert, person related yeah. to me intimately who works, works for the- company associated with the Bronco Brisbane Broncos yeah. intimately. And he told me, and you're so saying, you know, no, it's true. So you know, it's a great source. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you know, I'm not shitting you. Know? And then we've seen like there's been, <laughs> there's been a couple of variations and it just seems to be each one is a, a variation on the same one, just escalated to a higher, higher degree of like, you know, salaciousness. And I was fucking, I was, I was taking my bin down uh, yesterday or the day before and talking to, talking to my neighbor and uh, who's involved in footy and he, and he told me a whole another version of the, the, the rumors as well. And he's like, well, I'm not a computer guy. So obviously he wouldn't be getting the DM ones. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. But so, and, and the person that told him was someone who was very involved in footy. So who like the thing is a screenshot being forwarded around is very difficult to get the initial place from yeah. because a screenshot doesn't tell you anything about the person that sent it. At most, it tells you about the person who received it and took the screenshot. Yeah. Sure, you can get that, and then maybe you can squeeze people and everything, but fucking... But can you? This is this is the thing. It's, it's, relying it's on a lot stupidity. More, it's a lot more difficult. It's not the fucking movies. Yeah. And I would be very surprised the, to see... The thing here... It, look, you, you remember the, the old classic story from, from US politics where where the instruction was given to, to one candidate to go up and accuse his opponent of fucking a pig. And he said, you know, I, I don't see what that is. We have no proof. It's never come up before. It's not a thing. It's this, this. And his campaign manager basically said, yeah, no, no, I get all that. But all we need is for him to get up and deny fucking the pig. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden... In half the people's minds, he's a pig fucker. That was like the, the first ever episode of Black Mirror, wasn't it? Like, that reminds me of that one. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Would, that would also involve <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pig fucking. <laughs> now, the last story, we got to say our, we got to say our piece on this one. Oh, sorry. What was I going to say? Seabold's continuing to make this a thing. If he'd have said nothing about this, he right? Should, yeah. If, if he'd have just or he or he could or he could have just said something about you know denouncing you know internet trolls, the fucking internet is a cesspool and this sort of blah blah, and just that's it. But or, he didn't do go that. Go on and go. You know what? You know, there's five different versions of it. Yeah. And so if you're stupid enough to believe that any of them are true, yep. You know, then fuck. I feel sorry for you. Yep. You know, we're going through some tough shit at the moment, but this, but. What gets me is there's a bunch of other people in it. 
you know, I've seen the stories mentioned other players by name, mm-hmm. mentioned other players' partners and partners wives, and, what, yep. and their extended family members, yes, and things that they're doing, including yeah. the sale of fucking drugs, and you know, having intercourse with people they're not married to. All of these things, mm-hmm. but Seabold's the only one that's you know all of a sudden got fucking you know the crime the cyber yeah. squad on it. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds like a shitty Saturday morning Australian ABC teen drama that's played after the one about the fucking little bitches that turn into mermaids if you throw a bottle of Evian at them. <laughs> fucking cyber squad. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, the Harvard didn't teach you how to fucking read a room. Say nothing. The, he's the one keeping it in the and you know I I I guess for yeah, given the weirdest, you know, we're spectators of the game and things, mm. we don't, we're not coached by Seabold. We can't, we can look at the Broncos' results in the fields, but we can't, but we can't really be say like, oh yeah, we know decisively that he's a shit coach. Okay, mm. like I mean, there's all these sort of indicators that would lead us to believe that he is. Yeah, but you know, not being coached by him personally, I can't say for sure that that's the case, and there's not these other issues in there. But this is a very fucking telling example of how he deals with stuff yes like conflict how he deals with i guess dissent or you know things not going the way that he thinks they should be going yep and so that's what i that's more what i take out of it all is just think what like like he come in in press conferences all we really get to see him is press conference after losses Mm -hmm. and he he does sound like a a, an excuse making cunt yeah and (laughs) yeah and hello, here we are, and uh, yeah, that's that's Seabold in a nutshell, I think. Yeah, and uh, we shall see. We shall see if anyone legitimately, especially the people they're alluding to, if anyone legitimately gets gets hit with this. But I think it, it to me it feels like such a long shot, and it's more of a like a scare campaign or like a I don't know. It it was just so fucking non-specific, and like the yeah. lawyers come out and gone, oh, there's people. Um, I'm not saying they're associated with current coaches. So what he's fucking doing, that fucking annoying, grimy, cunt lawyer talk for is Anthony doesn't like Wayne Bennett because Wayne Bennett has butt-fucked him here somehow and he's taken the good job that Anthony had and Anthony's now upset that he's up here with this shit fight. (laughs) Uh, So... We'd really like it to be Wayne Bennett. So we're going to allude to the fact that it might be, but then we're going to say it's probably not, but it still might be. Yeah. You know? So how many ex-coaches have a vendetta against Seabold and they said there's a targeted campaign to get him sacked? Yeah. How many ex-coaches? Yeah. Because if you look at the Broncos, there's Wayne Bennett. Yep. He doesn't want back up here. No. No. And all the other ex-coaches... They've been analed by the Broncos as well, so they'd be enjoying this as much as we are. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's... Um... Yeah. But, you know, hey, I'm happy to be proven wrong, and you know what? What it'll do? It'll just cause even more ructions and, and fun and games and articles for us to talk about next week. That is correct. Now, we've got to talk about this Kevin Proctor thing. Mm. He was found guilty after a uh, marathon judiciary hearing last night, lasting uh, two and a half hours. And... Uh, the panel of Ben Cray, Sean Garlic, and Bob Lindner 
decided to rub him out for four weeks, which means he will be able to play again this year. He received a 25% discount for good behavior because he has only ever had one NRL charge in the last seven seasons. So he'll be free to return in round 19. Um, apparently, it was, uh, it was a, a farcical hearing in terms of the fact that it was scheduled for 6 p.m. didn't start till 90 minutes later because there are arguments about uh, what evidence would be admissible for both parties. Um, <clears throat> the chairman, Jeff Ballou, summarised the case presented and asked the judiciary panel members to disregard all public commentary leading into the trial. And I mean, given these guys are not professional... I don't know, they're like, not legal like, fucking... Yeah, like legal minds and adjudicators yeah. or whatever you want to call yeah. it, you know. They're, they're, they're ex-forwards. Ex like, they're ex-players, ex-forwards. Been crazy I and ex-backward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, so that alone is just... it's not. I don't feel it's possible for these guys to really divorce themselves from everything like that. It's not Fuck a professional man. thing. Um. He asked them to disregard public comments made by Johnson on social media and Proctor in newspaper interviews in the lead-up, in which there were fucking plenty. Um, so they retired to deliberate uh, nearly two and a half hours later, and uh, four weeks. So he got kind of like a weird sort of non-penalty, really, because, you know, biting, as we've seen in the past, is it's cost players, you know, three mm. times that. Yeah. You know, and uh, easily three times that. Can and, we rank, uh, in the modern day, yep. can we rank um, actions in terms of, of severity? Is the eye gouge number one? You have to be up there, especially because like you know, some of these most recent eye gouges, like your, your Hudson Youngs and, yeah. and your, who's another one, like Josh McGuire or something? Yep. Like, they were like fucking like, they were digging for treasure. Yeah. It wasn't like a facial mm. in the old days, a facial gone wrong or something mm. like that. It was like they were fucking going for gold. Yeah. Um, they were like, I really enjoyed that fucking episode of Game of Thrones. Let's role play. <laughs> so yeah, so so I, I, I gauging probably, especially given you know the the uh, the possibility of permanent fucked up damage from yep. it. I think I think yeah, I, I would probably agree with you that that eye gouging would be worse. Tripping's done now. That tripping's that's like a you fine. Know, yeah, there's three fifty. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's like exactly the same as parking your car in a disabled zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You just, just you just basically just flip a coin as you walk. So he's he's biting second. I think so. I mean, the the only thing that would be worse than the, the thing that would be intermediate would be like a like a proper like hopawade on on um on Keefy, on Keefy like a full on yeah. flying lariato, decapitating somebody, properly yeah. knocking them like spark yeah. out. That kind of thing, maybe. Um, or, you know, something like that, like a blatantly, like, elbowy knee sort of situation, yep. you know. That would that would probably be worse. But, you know, when's the last time you saw something like that? You know what's going to be interesting now? Think of all the players and think across the teams. Yeah. You've got an incident <clears throat> where... And, and I get the feeling that Proctor was always going to cop something going in. Because... What that then would have meant is that he, he was sent off for the remainder of the game. And there was still, I think, from memory, 27-odd minutes, 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, there was plenty of time left, yeah. In the game. And essentially, that was a major contributing factor to the yes. Titans losing. Yep. Yeah. So to justify the Titans losing, 
because they had a man he had down. to get something. Yeah, he had to get something. Yeah. But I mean, look, let's just backtrack to the entire existence of the charge itself. Go for it. I don't think it, it's 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 hard to it's hard to argue with. You know, based on the vision that Sean Johnson most certainly was tackling him with his arm, mm. like around his around his mouth. Yes, or in his mouth. You know, yes. like really. So, at that point, I mean, you know, there's got to be some sort of contact, mm. even if he didn't do a single thing of like talking his jaw yeah. one little bit. Yeah, you're getting teeth on arm. Yeah, or certainly bottom teeth. It's a you know mouth guard on the top. Yep. So, I think there's a lot of grey area about what you know what whether there's any intention on, like, but at the same time, I don't I don't particularly go in for this sinus business and and you know fearing Fearing for his life and all that sort of thing. Yeah. You say that sort of shit if you bit the guy and try and find a way out. So perhaps that's perhaps so perhaps he did actually chomp. You know what I mean? Like, why, what I would say, if, if if I were Proctor in that situation, when it's clear that Sean Johnson's wrapped the arm around the face in, and the forearm in his mouth, mm. I would say, I didn't bite shit. The motherfucker was wrestling me to the ground. Yeah. In a tackle that he initiated. Yeah. With his arm in a position that he decided. Yeah. Squeezing. Yeah. I'm just fucking there with a fucking arm in my mouth. I mean, I didn't bite. I mean, it's just just the sheer sheer physics and biology involved mean exactly he's pressing his arm against my teeth and that's yeah. what happened and I didn't do shit yeah when you start making excuses though like about oh I feared for my life you know, then you're saying what are, what are you making excuses for if you just if, you if did, he put yeah. his arm in that spot yeah I mean you didn't do anything but you know you must have that that was mal straight like almost straight after the game yeah the thing, okay to and Proctor let's go let's best back right? Proctor is, has been traditionally as yeah, as given by the discount he's been a very clean player yeah. for the length of his career and has played in mm-hmm. a position mm-hmm. where a, la- a momentary lapse in concentration and fuckery can be afoot that's it mm-hmm. and you know even being a little bit lazy like just fucking the hang the arm out there because yep. you you're buggered and yep. someone's beating and you and for that's pace. like a careless one week or whatever yeah that's it you know not even any of those to play fuckheads advocate my question to you is well if you can't breathe turn your head to the left or turn your head to the right you know, there's if if it is in your mouth and you're having trouble breathing, yep. then do you know that or you know and, and yeah. just ro- rotate your neck a little bit. Yep. Maybe then he fears that okay, if I do that, then that puts the pressure on my neck and I don't want to, you know, turn it into a crush or whatever. You know, he's been to Melbourne; he's seen cunts get paralysed. Mm-hmm. But Sean Johnson to to run up this to me is going to set a very interesting precedent. Because now it's what is it? How can you get somebody sent off if you tackle them around the mouth? Claim to be bitten, and then go up to the referee and show them I have teeth marks on me. Yep. Send them off. Yep. What happens then? And that's where I think all of the all of the the, the weird sort of grey and weird energy in the lead up to the the judiciary where it, where it came from. It came from the fact that Sean John like the the timeline is Sean Johnson makes a tackle. He is or isn't, you know, bitten in some in some way, you know. Somehow he recoils from the, he recoils from the tackle. You know, Charlie bit me, and then so the referee is like, "Oh well, then I'll you know he's he's fucking sent off then sent off goes hmm. on." I feel like that Sean Johnson's behavior, actions on the field were more of like gamesmanship, trying to yeah, you know, award a penalty, you know, get a penalty for his side 
or or and even better a man advantage for his yeah. side, which they fucking desperately needed. Yeah, and then the 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 aftermath of that action though is that he's you know he's violated the the kind of the bro stays code on, the stays on the field sort of code. Yep. He didn't like he took a look in the mirror and didn't like to be seen as that kind of person. Yeah. And so then he starts kind of yeah, trying to backpedal on it somehow. This is not an apology, but I'm really <clears throat> fucking sorry. And I was 100% <laughs> wrong. Uh, yeah. Perinara gave evidence he, he observed a red mark, but not teeth marks. Which. So how many cunts need to backpedal? And <clears throat> I got no love for Proctor. Yeah, neither. And, and I got no love for the Titans. Yeah. But or Sean Johnson cunts, or either, either side, really. How many cunts need to backpedal? Before they go, oh, oh, okay, hang on. So, so Henry, you sent a guy off over a mark, but no teeth. It's like there's too many moving parts for them to, to, Sean, to forget you it. you got up screaming, he bit me, he bit me, he bit me, without teeth marks after tackling somebody on the mouth. Yeah. Would, do they need a general member of the fucking public? To just sit in on these judiciary hearings. And the, all you're allowed to do, all you're allowed to do is utter one word. And it's, are you cunts on meth? <laughs> because if they come out of that and they start to see after that that, well, the referee said there were no teeth marks. Yeah. And, uh, and the person that was allegedly bitten originally says that now looking at it, they don't believe they were bitten. Yeah. And you still want to fucking suspend the guy for biting. Yeah. This is my time as a citizen to say, are you cunts on meth? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, and, and, you know, AYCOM. That's the official fucking title. Yeah. Because I, again, without a fucking dog in the fight, yep. I am bewildered. Yeah, I didn't feel like that what we were privy to as observers of the game with all the TV angles that these guys had at their disposal, mm. I could not conclusively say there's no way you conclusively conclusively say that he that he bit him. Mm. The only thing that makes you say that is because his arms in his mouth. Yeah. Which is a situation that he did not he didn't initiate it's or decide. It's not like, you know, you go back to the James Graham one where you can see well, him. He Tysonized him, yeah. To to yeah. find the, the ear and do that. It, yeah. Yeah. And like that was like a fucking cut brain snapping and going for blood like yeah. a fucking pit bull. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so um yeah, so I'm I'm not so sure. I mean, all I really see are Titans fans going off one way, Sharks fans going off the other way, and that's drawn down party lines. So yeah, I'd, exactly. I, I would more like to Part hear from people who would consider themselves impartial observers to the situation. But I'll tell you what. Yeah. Just as you hit the nail on the head before as to this Bronco situation. Yeah. Gives a nice little insult into how Seabold runs things. Yeah. I reckon that initial reaction gives you a good little insight into the sort of person Sean Johnson is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's, <laughs> he's like Takashi Takashi SJ. <laughs> <laughs> and thus- I'm putting cases on all you bitches. <laughs> <laughs> And thus a new nickname was born. 
Takashi from the <laughs> Takashi SJ. Because <laughs> I mean, the other way, you just you know, the other way, you just call him Snitch Johnson as well. I mean, like yeah, that's easy. Yeah, you can call him Takashi. It's a shame. It's a shame that he that he wears the seven and not the six. <laughs> I mean, we almost got all the way. <laughs> Recaps. Okay, so uh, where are we? It was uh, round 14. Thursday night, it all began. The Melbourne Storm, actually, we were recording the members episode while the game was going on. It almost, it was, it was almost a, it was almost a, uh, a game companion, except I was the only one watching the game. (laughs) 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 And uh, you were watching 10 second clips of tits and (laughs) whatever else (laughs) goes. Whatever else goes on in the in the TikTok world, I was giving, but, um, giving data to my Chinese overlords. Yeah, telling you, telling telling uh, the the chairman how much you like tits. <laughs> <laughs> Check out these teaching pings. <laughs> okay, so the uh, the Storm Twenty Four defeat the Roosters Six. Much to my surprise and yours, yes. at the SCG, the uh, the Storms twenty four came through tries to uh, Jerome Hughes, uh, a double to Justin Olam and uh, Felice Kafusi, uh, Pappenhausen three of four conversions and a penalty goal. The Roosters uh, six came through a try to uh, Christian Tuipulotu and uh, SST with the solitary conversion. Uh, can, can I just interrupt here? Sure. There's a new a news article has just dropped. Dun dun dun. That says Darren Lockyer looms as key Pangai backer as Broncos rescind piss-week breach notice. They rescind? Yes. The, they, they, they're going to fight the breach notice that they were given by the NRL? No, no, no. They rescind. So Pangai was stood down for breaching the COVID protocols. It now appears there is an appetite for his redemption after the Broncos bungled attempt to sack him. Did they attempt to sack him? Or are they uh, saying Carl that this Morris th- came out and said we are going to tear up the six hundred and fifty thousand dollars contract. Yeah, and then they served this piss week breach notice, which they had to take back and rescind because it had errors all through it, and they realised it wasn't going to stack up. Whose words were um, they got piss someone, week? Who who was the person that said piss week? Uh, some shithead Fox Sport journalist, I think. So when they talk about the when they talk about um. Piss week. It's like it's in it's in quotes from like, yeah. Huh. So what what basically what they're saying is HR drew it up rather than a lawyer. Yep. And then Pangai's lawyers had a look at it. They basically went, "Your fucking breach notice. Uh, we are wiping our anus on it, and giving it back to you." Uh, and he's now waiting for another breach notice to be issued. Which is you know probably okay because he's got a couple of more things to add to it given what's happened, and it's just going. I mean, this is this is really just a. It's going to delay things a day, um, right? And like, hours. And at board level, Lockyer is fighting to keep him. Okay. Everyone else is fighting to fuck him off. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So what does that actually? So what does that mean? I mean, they just surely they just redraft the document and. and 
hand it to him tomorrow. Oh, Darren Lockyer can't do anything so by himself other than plead a case. Who fucking knows? But uh, sorry, I just opened up to get my stats for this game and that. Well, there you go. So yeah, so yeah, Storm Storm twenty four defeated the Roosters six. I tell you, the the Storm are playing that as we spoken about a couple of times that much more free flowing play in front of you style of football but they're, they're doing it right they're earning the right to play that and they're yep. doing that by playing storm ball yep up until the point that they see cracks yeah uh, for the roosters there were a, a couple of things on their end like the the first try that Hughes scored yep that was fucking soft. And that Roosters team has backed itself on its defense from yep. day dot. Jake Friend, I think that the grace period that Cooper Cronk gave him is well and truly gone. If you cast your mind back to before Cronk came to the Roosters... Yeah, he was on the outer and... He was on the decline. Yeah. He was yeah. on the fucking decline. Yeah. Cronk came in and changed... The depth of his passes changed how he was getting service, changed what friend was doing, and all of a sudden he became a fucking world beater again. And yep. you know, he's talking about rep honors, etc. Yep. Um, he the, to to be the dummy half in a team that has just won two premierships and is going for a three peat and was odds on favourite at the beginning of the year. Yep. To be throwing the shit service passes he is, is that there is something very fucking wrong there. Um but all, all around, Melbourne just looked fucking clinical. Like big and Mel- I mean, like let's I mean let's let's be realistic. The Roosters got a fucking terrible injury toll at the moment. The Correct players, but the Storm. If you were to tell if you tell me that the the Storm missing Cameron Smith and, and Munster, Munster, yeah, would flow like that, yeah. Fuck! I I, I, I couldn't believe it until I saw it. Exactly, and and it's because everyone did their jobs. Mm -hmm. Like Big Nelson is one of the busiest big men that I reckon I've seen in the last five years. Yep. Like he loves getting in there and bashing cunts as well, but he is generally rushing back to where he needs to be, or he's in a hurry to fill gaps in the defensive line, or or he's coming up quick with everyone else. He's just a busy big man. I really like it. Any tweets from the game? Lee said, after watching the Storm play their structured game plan since forever, it's pretty refreshing to see the boys run free this year. Hughes, the Wombat, and Paps during the team around the park will take the Storm forward for the next few years and all without Munster or Smith. Injury plague Roosters team not to be forgotten, but all in all, a pretty good win, I reckon. P.S. How good is Olam? P.P.S. Fuck the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting close to being my new favorite Storm fan. Um, Bethany said the Chooks exposed like the pretenders they are this season is truly the best timeline hope we can do this to them again in the finals to cap off the true three-peat Teddy deserves better than this mom <laughs> oh fuck um, yeah did, was there a confirmation on Kiri was it a spleen oh I fucking I know the answer to this but I can't remember oh, right. yeah um, Nigel Said, come on, you bloke. Such negativity towards my beloved Chooks. Hashtag the people's team. Hashtag battlers of the comp. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, Graham said, injuries becoming a concern for the cheating cunt three-peat. Thankfully, the transfer period is over or they would have bought Cooper out of retirement on 50K for the season. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and Joshy, you know, echoed the point as well. Fuck me, another forward pass from Jake. That's three this game and the last two games. They're, they're fucking poor. Like, they're, they're those ones that they're not even line balls. Yep. Um, you know, the... It's a two and to get pinged street. from a for a forward pass from dummy half in 2020, yeah, when there isn't a guy there specifically looking exactly. at things like that, exactly. It's yeah, it's it's and, tough. And this is the thing: it takes two to tango in that situation. So yes, the runner has mistimed the play. Yep. But I don't know about you, but I I was always fucking like had drilled drilled that you know what. If you release, if you let go of that fucking ball, mm-hmm. like he's cocked up the run, yep, that's fine. You've still got the decision to be made whether exactly. you actually release it. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what you do? You go, oh, fuck. And if there's no one else to fucking take it, run it yourself. Then you go and you make four pissy little meters and yep. you get smashed. Yep. And then you get up and say to the cunt, be better. Yep. That's it. No? Not that's fucking it. hard. Next game. Panthers 18 defeat the Warriors 12 in Central Coast. Uh, Panthers tries to Naden, uh, Coruscant and Edwards. Uh, Cleary two of three conversions and a penalty goal. Uh, the Warriors tries to RTS and Herbert and uh, Herbert two of two conversions. Hmm. Probably tougher hmm. night out than we would have anticipated. Yes. Just, look, just I want to address the supremacist in the room. Um, the, the shit that was said by people in the crowd... Oh yes, Naden. yes. Um, Did we actually get anything on what was what was actually said? Don't know. Don't care. Yeah, um, I feel like it was just it was it was sort of reported by the player immediately. Yep. Dealt with you know kind of immediately by the the ground people. So yep. it was actually it was actually well done all around, except for the cuts who said the shit what they said. You know, yeah, but- that's it. And I'm I'm not unhappy with that. Now again, you know, go, going from this, this is my personal opinion. Yep, and there are other people that have gone through life with very different experiences to me, mm-hmm. um, who may have a different opinion. And fuck, man, your journey is completely valid as well. I'm happy they didn't come out and say what was said, mm-hmm. because I don't need that sort of fucking negativity or venom being put out there. Yep. I'm happy with the fact that it happened. Yep, it was seen. Naden spoke up about it. Yep. And the response from the NRL has been great. The response from Penrith has been great. The response yep. from the players have been great. It, all, all in all, everything's handled beautifully. Mm-hmm. And there is no fucking room for any of that stuff. Exactly. At all. So. And also, if you're going to be, if you're going to say shit like that, you dumb fucking cunts. I mean, in 2020, you like, there was a group of what's like 10 people or something like yeah. that. I mean, you're a group of 10 yeah. out of like 2,000 people. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're not like some fucking anonymous face in like 20, yeah. 30, 40, 80,000 people, you know. You're literally the only people there that said it. You're like, I mm-hmm. mean, so not only are you racist fucks, you're fucking stupid as well. Look, <laughs> man, I, I'd assumed a certain level of intelligence for most of the human race. Well, this is why the Central Coast doesn't deserve a football team. Although, like, yeah, true. I'm hearing some shit recently. Yes, fuck the Central Coast. And fuck the North Sydney Bears. Love you, Lazy. Um, who was at this fucking game too, you fucking legend. <laughs> Beware players' mums. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I've heard some stories recently, you know, about guys who got busted cheating on their wives. Yeah. Because they downloaded like a million fucking dating apps 
to their phone yeah. while they're on a family sharing family plan. Like- <laughs> and so like Tinder pops up on the kid's iPad. <laughs> like, people are not fucking smart, hey? No, no. It, no. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah. you're right. Was the, the Warriors had a fucking great night out and keep impressing. You know, I, I look at that team and they're one of the positive stories about 28, uh, 2020. Fuck, what year is it? Yeah, I mean, they didn't have to do anything either. I mean, like, it's just their, their continued presence yeah. was almost, you know, like a positive story in and of mm, itself. That's it. But still getting in and and really taking it to Penrith. Like, their speed and defense was absolutely fucking phenomenal. Uh, Penrith did the, the usual shit that, that they've been into this year in building pressure and playing, but the Warriors stood up to it. The Warriors fucking took it. And it, it was just that Cleary pass to Nathan that was that fucking sexy. All the non-racists in the crowd immediately became pregnant. <laughs> um, when the racists, you know, the, the, the racists, I mean, became sterile, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, hence their anger. That, that's how good Cleary is. <laughs> Throwing magical fucking Care Bear rainbow passes that sterilize haters. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the couple of worrying things for Penrith for mine in in that halfway through the, there were some definite gaps and holes in their defence that teams with maybe more speed uh, or or deft kickers could and and I hope don't take advantage of in the future mm-hmm. um, the. The guys are great at scramble, but there are some teams, like, for example, if, if Tedesco had, had been playing around and, and sniffing around, and there, he would, are, yeah, he, there are a couple of those breaks that were made with offloads, and Tedesco could have had a hat trick. Yep. You know, so, and, and that's the difference between playing top tier teams and ones that are really just a fucking pish posh of, of different players from different clubs online. Yep. Appy's try was fucking phenomenal by the season. Origin Bolter. Like, if you don't pick him, what the fuck are you on? But for Penrith to be almost perfect with a 92% completion half in the wet mm-hmm. for that first half is absolutely fucking outstanding. The second half, you know, they they didn't really continue it on. But again, wet weather. I can't be too disappointed in that performance. The Warriors are up for it as well. Uh, year of Cleary marches on. The feel-good match of the round. The uh, St. George, Illinois Dragons. You don't want to hear fucking tweets from me. Oh, sorry, yeah. Because they're all fucking great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure I can almost fucking guess every single one of them, but go ahead. Um, skeet, skeet, hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Skeet, skeet, hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Um, so do, 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 is that from someone that's so anonymous they don't want to be known for that? What a no, that's, fucking just, tweet that's, that's all the tweets. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> James said, uh, PTSD, from years of supporting the Panthers, had my ass puckering for the entire second half. Thankfully, we managed to hold it together just long enough to take the two points. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. Rishi said, saving poor performances for lesser teams and still winning is a sign you've joined the ranks of the elite. It's a nice view from the top. Hashtag Eerie of Cleary. James said, Tohu Harris, 142 metres, 58 tackles. That was a fucking monster performance from Tohu Harris, who I really like as a forward. Uh, Shanta said, well... Of all the games in our club record-breaking winning streak, that certainly was one. (laughs) (laughs) 
at King Levius. Said, fuck those ratbags and the goddamn horse they rode in on. Kissed on the dick every opportunity they had. How dare they do that to everyone's second favorite team? Well, you know what? You know why? Because people that have second teams deserve the fucking worst things in life. Correct. That's why. So you being everyone's second team is actually a detriment to your club. You need to stamp that shit out. Who'd want that for themselves, though, too? Yeah, honestly. Who would want that for themselves? Oh, look, you know, they're... There are women out there that are happy being a side chick. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Mick the Poem said, like with many sports, weather is a great equalizer for games, but two points is two points. That's it. Okay, uh, where are we? Yeah, sorry. The feel-good match of the round. The St. George Illawarra Dragons, 14. Defeat the Parramatta Eels, 12. Uh, the uh, points uh, double to uh, Rabalawa. Lomax a conversion and a couple of penalty goals. The Eels side was uh, tries to Gutherson and Kane Evans and uh, two or two conversions to Mitchell Moses. Isn't it funny? They couldn't get it done for Mary <laughs> at any fucking point in the last... Well, how many years have been had to have yeah. a talk? Seven? Yeah. Long ass time. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Couldn't get it done for Mary at any point. But now he's gone... They're like, oh, they did it for Mary, and you know, and they did it. They did it very well. It was, it was you know, it was one of those games where it was quite inspirational seeing the minnow, you know, yeah. get up, you know, against all odds. And even it's like when you, the levels of of minnows overcoming their personal battles and demons. I mean, like Rabalawa's absolute fucking liability. Nine games out of ten, mm. dumb shit, poor options, yeah, mistakes, yeah. Like just like like the fans demanding that he be he be he be dropped and doing dumb shit and then getting up and just looking around like completely unsure of if what he did was just an accident or dumb. Yeah, yeah, but but this guy like that that escape from the in goal like the pass and like he's just doing all this shit like that. It's a genius. <laughs> it's just such a fine line between stupidity and 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 masterful acts yeah. of skillful genius. Yes, and and he he somehow managed to create them all as the the masterful acts of yeah. skillful genius for this game. That's it. The more interesting thing for me here was I was looking at my notes during the game compared to to the one uh, the the right up after it. Yep. And throughout this whole game, the thing I kept noticing was just that Parramatta were in charge of territory the entire time. Mm -hmm. The Dragons' set starts were fucking dog shit. Yep. They've got guys at the back that should be fucking getting them started, but there were no meters to be had. And it was slippery as fuck out there. I'm not saying this is due to the players, but the, the Dragons struggled with it. Yep. They were playing with way too much fucking depth back in their in goal, uh, near their end goal. And the Eels on the other end just seemed to be starting their sets off, making really easy meters tackle one and two and setting themselves up. But that's probably more a testament to the Dragons' mindset and how they went into this to really stick into this one. And it was just a couple of those key moments. You know, in the rain, close game. Yep. It was a, like a, a couple of all well, fuck go go for that run there or, or you know, make that desperate tackle, but um, yeah, the, the dragons' right side attack just kept firing, and that's what won them the game. Move straight on through to the tweets. Let me get back to those. Uh, our mate Aaron Ma said King Gutho sets a new record with three hundred and sixty-nine running meters. 
In other news, the NRL are now counting running up to refs and whinging like a fuckwit in running <laughs> meters. <laughs> uh, Dan said, enjoyable game, some really nice footy from both teams, especially in the wet. It is a worry, though, that if the Dragons can play like that, then maybe Mary was never the real problem. Bronco. This is, no, he's not a Broncos fan, funny enough. So no, tonight Dragons I will be inserting a bounty in honor of the superior Fijian of the game. <laughs> Ravalawa. Uh, Mitch said, I don't get it. Does this mean the St. Merge Dragons love or hate McGregor? I mean, either way, the cunts are fucked, but still, help me out here. <laughs> uh, Alistair said, did anyone ever take Parramatta seriously as premiership contenders? Gutho is the king of fucking nothing. Hashtag Climax for Lomax. <laughs> Oof, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, Rick Sanchez, he's the king of shit. <laughs> an- another Mitch, uh, who's uh, on Twitter at at football fan 3434 says I want to stick Mars bars in my eyes after watching that shit has a Parramatta logo on his name uh, C64 mid resi said Twill called it weeks ago on the podcast the Eels are finished today's performance proved that argument certainly did uh, and at B.43 said the only positive from this game is that it's proven that smooth Corey should be in that team for the rest of the year did have a good game on his return. Old Smooth Corey. Uh, the uh, Sharks, 30 to feed the Titans, 18. In the uh, the infamous now, the infamous biting cup. The Sharks, 30, came through tries to uh, Dugan, Talakai, Katoa, Graham and Jack Williams. Three conversions to Sean Johnson and two conversions to Matt Moylan. The Titans, 18, came through tries to uh, Corey Thompson, Jared Wallace and Keegan Hipgrave. Ash Taylor, two of two conversions, and uh, Fogarty with one as well. This one's pretty simple to, to sum up. Both teams got out there and absolutely fucking bashed each other. Mm-hmm. No one seemed to want to actually get in and build anything to take control of the game. And then someone got a player sent off by screaming out, he bit me, he bit me, he bit me, and then that team won. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like the Sharks, the Sharks were, were, they were still on top at that point. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. It's, what it did, it, it deprived the Titans of the opportunity to get themselves back into the, into the game, yeah. which was still, uh, you know, pretty much a live contest mm. at, the, at the time. And, again, the, the Titans, it's not like they were playing miraculous footy and, and were suddenly no. crueled by the, no, that's right. the referee's whistle. But they, they don't seem to build to their fifth. Like, the... You see a lot of the better teams that you, you get an idea of where the set's going and what they're looking to do, and then over the course of the game, okay, this this is something of their plan. The Titans just seem to run through tackles, and then Ash Taylor does something on the fifth. There, there doesn't seem to be much rhyme or reason to it. And fuck me, that cunt's a lazy defender. He, yep. he is just an absolute fucking liability in defense. Yep with what he chooses not to do. And I know that he's had a rough year and I know that he's coming good with his attack. You know, yep. that, that's Yeah, very much so. Um, but Jesus Christ, if every team that plays the Titans doesn't just put traffic at him yep. all fucking night, mm-hmm. then they need to revise their game plan. Um, Kelly was a, a nice little beacon of talent for him, for, for the Titans. And has been for, you know, yeah. the, the, the majority uh, of the season. Yeah, and... And for the Sharks, you know, Matt Moylan got through a whole game. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Tweets. 
Lachlan H said, turns out Hain did, in fact, fit the culture. A man ahead of his time. <laughs> uh, Hammers said, shit way to undo all the hard work of the last three weeks, but at least they showed some fight in the end. I think Proctor has played his last game for us. Mm, that is unfortunate. But not true, because he only got four weeks, so That's he will it. be back in the last two rounds. Frogmore said, Sharks fans are always telling people to eat a bag of dicks, but as soon as Proctor puts a Johnson in his mouth, they all cry foul. See, that, to me, that's like the greatest fucking... Clever <laughs> wordplay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look, I don't be such a fucking LeBron fan. <laughs> you just you use that fucking word greatest. Like of a, the year. So far. No. It's not yeah. the greatest of anything. Yeah. It was the greatest of the week, at least. No. Nah. No, I'm pretty sure it was. No, I think I Aaron, uh, been... nah, Aaron Mars tweets the greatest of the week. What did he say? King Gutho sets a new record... No, 361 no, running meters. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm fucking Team Ma. Reigning yeah. MVC. Co. What's Frogmore done? About to have a thinly veiled wish to blow an Irish punchy punchy cuddle man. <laughs> like. <laughs> seriously, what's your fucking contribution to the World Cup? <laughs> uh, ass. Fuck, I can't even read. Uh, MJG at MJGroom underscore AU. Hope the Titans can still end the season as the top place Queensland team after this game. Need heaps more from the Sharks. Defensive coach and players. Candle in the darkness was Talakai. Wouldn't like to pay his food bills, but the value he's bringing is immense. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at Catastrophe187 says, Ugly, but we'll take the two points. You've pretty much just summed up my dating life. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. In uh, the first of the infuriating fucking moron cups of the week. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. The Rabbitohs 31 defeated the Cowboys 30 at, uh, at the Abattoir. Mm. Um, fucking this game triggered me so badly. Uh, <laughs> the Rabbits 31 came through tries to Reynolds, Gagai, a double to Johnson and uh, Campbell Graham. Reynolds, four or five conversions and a penalty goal uh, and the, the crucial field goal. The Cowboys, 30, came through tries to uh, Lemulu, a double to Michael Morgan, who bounced back amazingly well considering how badly he was fucked up last week. Um, Tabawai Fidel with a try, Mitchell Dunn and uh, Opacek also with tries. Uh, two or five conversions to Felt and a uh, penalty goal. Mm. Tell you what, what a fucking bounce back from Morgan. It was, it was amazing because he was... So badly destroyed, yeah, by the Gold Coast fucking Titans. Yeah, it was unbelievable to see. And not, but not only was his running game and attack on point, one missed tackle. Yeah, and and that was the big criticism criticism of him last week. It makes I, I I'd love to know. I'd love to see you know an interview with him to see you know, what was the difference. He's just underdone coming back. I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't, was, because you don't get done after being underdone the week before. Yeah, I mean, it takes longer than that. That's it. So, it was, you know, was it just like a, you know, attitude on the day, or well, maybe the maybe the Cowboys have figured out that they didn't get any Asada reps into the fucking bubble. So it's yeah. going to be at least two weeks till they can fucking make him piss in a jar. <laughs> eat these fucking fetuses, Michael. <laughs> but yeah, no, he had he had a, a um, tremendous game. I'm I'm still underwhelmed by South's forward pack. And I, and I know... I'm underwhelmed by South as a team entirely this Correct. year. Just 
obviously on paper they're fucking they've got some you know spectacular yeah. players yeah but it the the sum of the parts is nothing like that and yeah you know, they've lost Sam Burgess obviously yep. since last year but he played not a lot of games last year no and I remember distinctly going into those ones he wasn't. I was like, uh, no Sam Burgess, or yeah, that lowers their chances significantly. And they'd come out and fucking blitz teams. Yep. And who else have they lost? They've lost Dewey. Yep. They've added Latrell, which yep. at this stage is probably still a detriment. Certainly, yeah. In, in attack, I mean, in attack, it works. It, you know, at times works out spectacularly well for them. But I mean, in in defence, still no. Exactly. And and South aren't that defensive unit this year that can put up with his, you know, what's sort of turning into three-plus pretty critical mistakes per game yeah. right on your own goal. Yep. You know, that, that's that's not something you want to be putting on your ball. But the the absolute squandering of this fucking game yeah. is infuriating. To see a team that's struggling mm-hmm. with the opportunity to get a win against a far more fancied opposition... Yes. Take a fucking decisive winning lead. Yes. Let him peg it back. Yes. Get another winning lead with no fucking time left. Yes. Concede a penalty, let him get it back even again. Yeah. And then let him just fucking march straight down and kick yeah. the kick the winning yeah. field goal. And it, it absolutely was infuriating. To watch Reynolds, who like again had has moments of brilliance in this game, and he yep. is a very defined player, and you know his style and that's what he's good at. Yep. Don't expect him to be something he's not. But just when it got down to it, he's like, oh. Oh, yeah, okay, this is me. Yeah, yeah. okay, I'll just nail this fucking penalty goal. Oh, yep. oh, yeah, okay, no worries. I'll just nail this fucking field goal. No yep. no, no need for golden point. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the the South forwards, it, it's not fucking hard. The backs need them to be able to operate. Yeah. Those guys need to pull their finger out. Anyway, fuck Souths. Um, also... Fuck everyone that, you know, put comments on this game thread. There were heaps of comments on the game thread, but almost nothing on the actual result that was worth fucking reading out. Oh, well, what were they, all, what all were they talking about? having fucking actual conversations with each other. Um, <laughs> uh, Steve said, great example from the Cowboys right there on how to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, and our old mate Carsten, good old fucking German cow Swiss man. Uh, said Felt is a try-scoring winger and shouldn't be our goal kicker, but that just shows the mismanagement of the club. We were a better team today, and I'm proud of the boys, but that's life. That's, yeah, pretty yep. much what it was. Fucking Felt. What a brain snap. Next. The Raiders, 36, defeated the Broncos, 8, at uh, GIO. And uh, the Raiders, 36, came through tries to uh, Rapina Williams, a double to Kotrick, Bateman and uh, Nickel Clockstat, six of six conversions to Jared Croker. The Broncos uh, tries to Jesse Arthurs and Herbie Farnworth uh, with uh, Katoni Staggs unsuccessful with all the conversion attempts. Mm. And this was the cliched game of two halves. Yes. The Broncos were on top at halftime. They were. They thought they were going to win. I thought, well... You know, I, I feared the they were. Go- I feared they were going to win. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to win, but at halftime, when they go in ahead and had not been blown away as I expected them to be, yeah, it did. It did certainly. You know, it, it just puts the seeds of doubt in, in the in the back of your mind, like, well, fuck, a camera going to be on or not? Yeah, 
And as it turns out, immediately after halftime, they were exactly. on, and and it, yeah, very quickly became a, a a game where you could see the Broncos had no chance of winning, and then some extremely soft tries manifested themselves, and uh, the Raiders very easily ran away with it. In in all of the shit that's gone on with the club, there's still little little fucking moments of happiness here for Broncos fans. Um, yeah. Haas and Fafita and Boyd are still getting in there and putting in the effort. Mm-hmm. Canberra, I think, just looked a little bit ambushed. I think they were guilty of going in there and expecting just to be able to run riot right from the dot. Yep. When what they would have done if they'd observed their video closely enough was that you actually need to crush Brisbane salt. They're still a professional sporting outfit and they'll mm-hmm. get out there and they'll contest with you. And if you, if you allow them to have success early, then it... Yeah. It fuels them for another sequence. That's it. That's it. And even if you look at, and what would you say, the, the worst team over the past three years has been the Bulldogs? Yeah, I would say so. Mm-hmm. And even the Bulldogs, the the criticism of them for the majority of that three years is, well, they'll only play for 60 minutes. Yep. You know, you still need to get in there and be close to your best for 60 minutes mm-hmm. against the worst team yep. in the league, which the Broncos most certainly are. Uh, but once once Canberra got that roll on in the second half, Jesus fucking Christ. And it was the Broncos reverting into the very worst of like, you know, the 60-0 conceding yeah. lost team that, that they have been yeah. at times. Yep. It, it's just their effort, you know, whereas those three players I mentioned before stood up in the first half. Yep. In the second half, like when Bateman bust through, yep. there was no reaction. There was yep. no reaction from the middle to turn around and chase. And again, they're forwards. They gave up a start. They might not have got there, but yep. there, there was just nothing actually there in terms of effort. Yep. That's the worrying thing. Uh, yeah, Brody Croft, for somebody that's under so much fucking pressure, yep. who's crying after every loss and this, that, and the other, who came through the Melbourne Storm system, yep. like, for that come to make a tackle, not get up and get to marker, mm-hmm. and then jog back into the defensive line after the play's already passed him. Yep. Fucking cunt. Especially, yeah, especially like you said, a guy that apparently is trying to put in yeah. and make his mark and show some leadership and yeah. the rest of it. it it's yeah. just little things like that mm-hmm. that are like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's why That's why yeah. Craig let him that's go. It. That's it, exactly. Um, and, and then for the, the icing on the cake, Haru Iranara, mm-hmm. when he made his run, yep. there were just no... Like, play the fucking whistle. Yeah. Play the fucking whistle. There was no help. Exactly. You know, you look at all these other teams, it's fucking drilled into them. When there's a tackle being made, another player, walk over, put a hand on him. Yep. Just put a fucking hand on him. Don't yep. even have to get your knees dirty, you fucking soft Well, cut. this is it. Worst case, I mean, you know, you need to be... You need a second marker there. You, you got to fucking yeah. someone's got to go over to the vicinity. Mm. Yeah, but um, no, Cameron ended up coming through. Hit the tweets. Adam said Canberra had the worst differential of the top five, but they hadn't had their Brisbane buy yet. <laughs> uh, Adam C said Fox commentator on the Cotrick try. Well, Croft was never going to get the job done. Truly, words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Toto said was about to come in here and write how well the Broncos were going. <laughs> then check the score again. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and you know all I'm hearing from that? 
is you can't be fucked to watch your team's games live anymore, you absolute shit cunt fan. Well, you know, maybe he was, but what he's saying is it turned around so quickly. He's like coming after half time to start talking about how well they were going. Oh, no. on. Check check the score says to me, I checked the score on my phone. Oh, I did he? Oh, okay. The game. okay. All right. So my position yeah. of you are a no, shit cunt fan. Correct. Uh, and, you know, as a Broncos fan, a shit cunt human. I stand yeah, by that so position. does that mean if you're a shit fan of the shit team, does that mean you're actually, it's kind of like a double negative? You say it pushes you back over towards, towards not to the good side, but towards the good side? Yeah, no, you just double shit. Okay. Yeah. It actually, so it pushes you further down the scale. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. That's it. I it's, thought it's like closer to the light. No, no. <laughs> In shit mathics, <laughs> there's no redemption. Okay. Because even if he then turns around and says, like he would come and go, look, I've seen the light, fucking hashtag Geary of Cleary. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I'd say to him, well, you're a fucking dirty team trader. So we you know, we don't want this shit in here. The shit mathics. You yeah. never get out. You're shit forever, Toto. <laughs> the, sh- the, shit- the shitonomics. Exactly. Of it all. Uh, Ryan said, holy shit. First Broncos match I've seen in a while. First half, I was pretty impressed with the way they kept pressure up on the Raiders. Second half, holy shit, the Broncos are just non-existent in defense. They're not even trying anymore. That's it. Uh, Steve said, what's the go with Alfie being out there? Didn't he get two weeks in ISO? Now, again. I need to fucking, like, actually, look, before we, before we, you know, do the shows, I always go through the replays again, the extended replays, just to, you know, remind myself hmm. of shit that happened that I may have forgotten because it was, like, so long ago. I don't remember, like, that's, that's something I don't, I just don't remember seeing him. And I mean, honestly, it's because you, you are, you are blind to those sorts of, you yeah, know, you know, you're not paying attention to that. Can somebody confirm or deny for us? Was Alfie there? Yeah, I want a screenshot with lines drawn on it and today's paper next to it, so I know that it was the. <laughs> and hold up a photo of your phone with a DM about Seabold <laughs> <laughs> and why that meant Alfie, like yes. you know, that you have a mate that works for Forex who knows that they're actually brewing little fucking Alfies in there, Correct. so you know it's right. Correct. Was that it for the tweets? That's it. Newcastle Knights 26 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 24 at McDonald Jones Stadium. The uh, Knights came tries to uh, Stafford Toa, which is still one of my favourite names. Uh, Kurt Mann, uh, double to Tuala and Heimel Hunt. Pong of three of five conversions. Uh, Manly's 24 came through tries to Cade Cust, Daly Cherry Evans, Jack Jetski, and Lachlan Croker. Uh, Garrick, four of four conversions. That's one thing is turned around. Garrick's, <laughs> Garrick's goal kicking is turned around the last probably three or four weeks, which is uh, which is quite quite amazing. Look, I was I was extremely happy with the way that they came out and played this game. I mean, yeah, that that Cade Cust was the Cade Cust try at the start was just one of those things that's the ultimate reward for for a cunt that's just not going to die on a play and like and take it through like, and, you know, have some skill yeah. and have the luck and then just have the like the the never say die on the fucking play to, to turn some, nothing into into something amazing um and really the difference in this game was hmm. they lost the fucking foot lost the fullback manly were cruising up at 12 nil uh elliot gets fucking acl'd and um that was that was pretty pretty much the end of the game. That was the that was the action that got the knights into the game. Yep, uh, it got the knights you know well well in control of the game. And uh, although Manly did actually push back pretty well, and um, with probably the the best big man shit of the season thus far, with Kepi off the kickoff, guy, you know planting his uh, 
planting a fucking a grave in the sternum of Kurt Mann <laughs> and, and doing one of those big man props fucking straight up the guts 50 meters. Oh, fuck. I never expected to be here. How does this? How did this happen? And um, who? What do I? How do I pass an off? How do I pass to a support player? I've no idea. I never imagined that this would ever happen to me. You know, one of those sorts of things. But then you know, it takes a tackle and then it rolls onto a quick play and scores. But um, um, you know, and they they sort of fought their way back into the game, which was great. But at the end of the day, I mean, you just like I like I love I love fucking Garrick. He's a good looking young lad. And you know he's he's a very serviceable winger, and sometimes he can kick a goal, you know, if if he's lucky. But I'm the one thing he's not he's not a fucking fullback. He's not even he's not even a fucking fifth string fullback under any stretch of any imagination. And you just can't you just can't fucking operate under these fucking under these conditions um, when you've got players you know like Mitchell Pearce that, that have good fucking kicking games that can do things to test real fullbacks. Mm. And uh, and that was ultimately that that was ultimately the end of the story. I mean, the effort was you know great as a whole. Certainly, you know, it sort of matched the what I what I saw the last twenty minutes last week that I wanted, which is what I wanted to see. So I'm glad that they they, they realised they can actually do that shit, and mm-hmm. it worked out, and and it was great. But uh, it's just <laughs> I tell you, the depth depth wasn't good in the in the first place. And like when you start getting down to third and fourth rungs of depth. There's just there's fucking nothing. The cupboards are absolutely bare, particularly when you lose people in an in-game situation as well. Where, you know, like Jetski, you know, bless the guy. He mm-hmm. did he did pretty. He actually did pretty well out there as a centre. You know, when he's not a centre, um, he certainly did, he's done better. I mean, you know, Woodell's had to spend time out there. Uh, speaking of Woodell, I mean, he's a plotter that I absolutely slated last week, but he was fucking great this week too, especially in that period where they were well on top in the first sort of twenty minutes of the game. Um, but you know, when you're going into a game without any of your, you know, elite starting props, while I was pleased that the guys that replaced him kind of did step up a little bit, still, you know, it's just too much to overcome when you you know going up against a team that's supposed to be a contender. But what it does, what it, my feeling, much like we said with Parramatta a couple of weeks ago, like Knights are, are then they've got nothing. They are, they've got nothing on any of these other teams in the top eight. And in fact, or any of these teams in the top top four, let's say, I don't think that any of the teams that are in the top eight or, or from fifth to 10 have got a fucking chance of winning overall. There's just two fucking, like, the, with that's a game that the Newcastle Knights want to put in when they're trying to, you know, remain in finals contention. That is just fucking not good enough. Correct. Correct. Uh, Danny said, for a minute there, I thought we'd packed it in, but thank fuck we got there in the end. There is nothing like beating Manly to help you when you're in a depressed mood. It's like a footy Prozac. Jesus. Uh, David said, Manly, Fullbacks and Biscuits, name a more iconic duo. That is correct. Are you at peace with the, the Tommy situation yet? At peace in what way? That he is pretty much your your own personal Matt Moylan in that it's amazing when he's on the field and he can do some amazing things and he's a, a game winning player. See the thing that I actually the thing that I object gonna... the thing that I object to the most out of that statement mm. is to say that Matt Moylan is any of those things. <laughs> a fit Matt Moylan is all of those things. I've never seen him do anything ever. <laughs> What he's never done anything of note, his entire career. No, 
He, or maybe he might have done something for Penrith back in the old that's days. That's what I'm saying. A fit Matt Moylan is all of those things. Yeah, but he was. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, discharged from service at Penrith for being unfit. He was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was just discharged for being a shithead. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. No. That, but again, just I'm. Not, I'm not saying it's an exact allegory, but yeah. You know, there's a player who is taking up a massive fucking chunk of your salary cap, and again, when he's fit, he's close to the best in his position in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, bar maybe Tedesco, yep. and that's a, that's debatable. Yep. You know, on his day, yep. and certainly a fucking better centre than all the other centres in the league. Yeah, because he gets picked there for Origin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, and it dominates there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but you're going to get fifty percent of a season out of him at best. Yeah, I don't. You know, what that's you? that. I don't think that's necessarily the the truth. I mean, as I, I think that he'll be fine going forward, but um, because the thing is. If you so like on. Matt Moylan, so this cunt's had reoccurring injuries to the same parts of his body. No, no, he hasn't. That's 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 the point I'm making. He had he lost time last year for an ankle injury. No, I'm not talking about last year. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'll, I'll get there. He lost time last year for an ham, uh, an ankle, mm. and then a you know a rainy fucking game where he fucking like flew over the sideline, tried to you know tackle Micah Sivo and fucking you know mm. had like an unfortunate pec injury. So, which and then this year he had a he had a hamstring injury, yeah, and then he had a different hamstring injury. Was it on the other hamstring? No, but it was a different injury okay, so on the it's same a reoccurring one. fucking hamstring. No, it's not because it wasn't in the same. It wasn't a tear in the same. It wasn't the same tear. It wasn't the same severity, place, or mechanism. And you can go and look. You can go and verify it. If you wish. So the same hamstring goes, and that's not a reoccurring injury. Okay. No, cool. it's not. No, That's it's not. Okay. I mean, if he if he had if he had torn it in the same Look, place, I've I've tried to have an empathetic conversation here. No, you're trying to have fucking. You're trying to be a shit cunt. No, I'm not. And I'm, I'm, te- and, I'm, I'm and I'm and I'm giving you I'm giving you the facts here. I'm having an empathetic conversation in saying it would fucking suck to have somebody that was that potentially brilliant, but you know he's never going to see out a season. Yeah, well, see, I'm not prepared to say that. Okay, that's fine. I'm not prepared to say it because. Of a he has in the past, so yeah. never's not a, you know, never is never's no, already been beaten. From now, yes, he's from. See, you could put in all these things. Well, maybe from yeah, next year, moving forward, next from next year, we'll never see it again. Who's next, to say? What do you mean? Like we'll go blind, or we'll never see? We'll never see you know a long term injury out of him again. Cool. Who knows? Empathy withdrawn. Who knows? Empathy with there were, never was any empathy. There one hundred percent was you were empathy. Try, you, were, you were trying to you were trying to assume an empathetic posture to I was be a shit cunt. No, that's what that's what you were doing, and I recognise that because I'm looking at your face as you're saying it. No, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> you're not going to win an Emmy, or you're not even going to win a daytime Emmy. No, with I'm, that ability, I'm literally shocked because out of all <laughs> the people I know on this planet, you were the last person that I thought would have a Broncos fan-sized chip on your fucking shoulder, what I am legitimately trying to say, <laughs> that's why I asked for your opinion. How do you feel about it? Broncos fans' chips on the shoulder, you've got to understand, Manly fans' chips on the shoulder are far bigger and far predate this, this little fucking baby three-year-old tantrum on the floor of Cole's New World that the Broncos are throwing right now. <laughs> We're but, t- they're not even the same fucking sport. Well, no, again, well, that, that answers my question. I know exactly how you feel about the situation because you don't believe it exists. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. You're a fucking effort face flat earther. Good. 
I believe that he will be running on a one straight and long and uninterrupted flat earth forevermore. Okay, Kyrie. <laughs> and he'll, he'll reach the waterfalls on the other. He'll, he'll reach the waterfalls on the other side. You believe that? You put it on the gram. <laughs> I'm at the wall. I found the wall. There's ice everywhere. <laughs> He'll, uh, he'll, make, he'll make Neil deGrasse Tyson fucking, he'll, he'll make him choke on his fucking breakfast. <laughs> uh, Joel said, I wasn't convinced after rolling through the Pubside Tigers last week, but now beating the greatest team in the entire history of the competition in a game that definitely had no questionable or flat out incorrect calls to either side, the hype train is once again leaving the station. Choo choo, motherfuckers. More importantly, fuck the Broncos. <laughs> I'm lo- I'm loving oh. I'm loving the general group sentiment <laughs> because you know what we've got a lot of good Broncos fans in the group, but I love and the one like, shit one Toto. But, but Toto's a great you know we know Toto, Toto's a great guy, but he's the only one that's kind of clinging with some sorrow to the vestiges of what the Broncos used to be, whereas the other Broncos fans in the group are kind of like philosophical about it all, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, we shit, and uh, everyone else enjoy your ride. Mm. But they're not doing. They're not. They're not also doing it like in a in a cunty way. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna turn it around, and next year we're gonna fucking you know we'll see about who does the fucking blah blah. Yeah, they're actually like, no, we yeah we shit, and there is no light, and go your hardest. Mm. Nice. That's it. That's it. The second game of the round to trigger the absolute fucking shit out of me. West Tigers 29 to feed the Bulldogs 28 at Bank West. The uh, 29 for the Tigers came through tries to Mbai, a double to Ghana. Uh, Noffa and Lailua also with tries. Um, conversions were 4 or 5 to Mbai. Luke Brooks with the decisive field goal at the end. And the Bankstown, the Canary Bankstown 28 tries through Meany, Holland, Montoya, Dory, and Aiden Tolman. Uh, 4 or 5 conversions to Kerrit Holland. Holy, we were fucking this close. Jesus we were, Christ. We were like fucking four minutes away from the Broncos wooden spoon. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I've said in the past on this show that like, you know, when there's like a close manly game or something, particularly a nighttime one, you know, I'll, I'll come to, the, I'll, I'll walk downstairs, this downstairs bathroom, just shut the door and just watch the last bit of it. Just, just so yep. the rest of the house doesn't hear me screaming. <laughs> cunt and you know like <laughs> at, the, at my phone right this game though <laughs> holy shit i don't think i've ever been more infuriated <laughs> by a fucking last 10 minutes of a game like the like the doggies at times played fucking like some of the breaks they made up the middle yeah. like cogger for mm. 70 minutes of 68 minutes of the game yeah was fucking great yep Almost to the point where it looked like, holy shit, maybe the doggies could develop him into the seven that they so yep. that they so sorely desire, yep. because he played that well yeah. with Kieran Foran. Yes, but they get out to twenty eight, twenty two. The champagne was already on ice. I took it off. I had the fucking. I, I had the, my hands around the neck, working the fucking cork out of the cunt. Right. Correct. And then they let the fucking they let the Tigers score, and that was and that 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 in itself. Well, well, I should say before they did that, Cogger, while I give him sixty eight seventy minutes of great play, then he starts thinking about taking these 
fucking pot shots at field mm. goal, mm. giving away seven tackle sets. Mm-hmm. When it was not put it in the fucking corner. Yeah. And tap- man up in. Yeah. Maybe like, it was too far to get a repeat. I mean, you, you're kicking him from, you're trying to kick him from like 30 meters out. So I, I, I can't remember. It was like 30 mm-hmm. meters. Like, yeah. So you, you're probably, you, you know, you're probably not earning yourself a repeat set from that far out, you know, unless you're extremely lucky. Mm-hmm. But drive it across the sideline, two meters out, mm-hmm. defend from the scrum, kick it, bomb it into the corner, see what happens, try and get a knock on, maybe get a try. But best case, worst case scenario, you're tackling Noffer or someone fucking like two meters out, and they've got to go the length of the field to even think about scoring a fucking try, let alone anything else. Yes. You only had 10 minutes to go. Mm. Fucking give them the field position to score the try. Yeah. They fucking give it to them. And then they do it again to fucking give them the field goal. And I'll tell you, that was, I mean, we talk about Luke Brooks a lot about, you know, having, you know, nothing going for him. I mean, he did fucking crack that field goal though, as, as well, if not better than any field goal I've ever seen. Correct. I mean, that he kicked that from about what, 40, yeah. 45 meters yeah. out and he could have kicked it from 60 and it still would have mm. gone over. I mean, he hit it. He mm-hmm. did hit it sweetly. So I'm going to give him the credit for that. But, oh, fucking doggies. Doggies, you've got to understand something. I don't fucking care about the two points for this game that you would have or didn't win. I don't give a fuck where you finish on the ladder as long as it's ahead of the Broncos and puts them last. Exactly. And this fucking game to be up to be up by six with like probably nine minutes left. Yeah. And all it takes is like a, a fucking microscopic fucking pinprick of game management to fucking see at home. It it sums up the dogs and, and I know why everyone's frustrated with this game, and believe me, I feel it too. Because I don't even have any faith in these in this pack of dogs mm-hmm. that they're going to do that late season fuck someone's you know yeah. well thought out plan. Yep. You know, like who have they got? They got the Titans, maybe. You know, maybe. Look, you know what? I'm telling you, this is and this is this is fucking this is realer than fucking real. This is realer than real deal of Vander Holyfield right now. <laughs> I'm telling you that fuck, at this point, if Manly don't win this weekend against Souths, yep. I did not want to see fucking Tommy Turbo back this year. Yeah. Give him the five weeks off. Yep. And fucking tank the game against the dogs. Yeah. So the Broncos get the spoon. Yeah. Do it. That's it. Talk to your mate Des. Oh, Desi, I mean, he, I'm sure, like, Desi, that's the least he could do for them. Yeah. Exactly. For old time's sake and shit. Exactly. You know. It's like throwing a charity one up your ex. Exactly. Yeah, spot on. Um, it, it just sums up the dogs. They have no yeah. leadership anywhere. There was nobody on that field. I just want to, you know who I blame. I blame fucking. I blame. Uh, we blame Tolman again. No. How about that fucking? Who was it that made the break for that try? I can't remember who it was, but they didn't have to pass it to him. They could have scored themselves, yeah. but they passed it to him, and he almost found a way to fucking bomb <laughs> that try from an unbombable position. Yeah. That guy is. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Less said about this game, the better. The hooker. That's who I blame. When you're in that position, forty meters out yeah. or whatever. Yep. Pass it left. Yeah. To the cunt that knows what he's fucking doing. Yes, the that's cunt's correct. won premiership. Yep. True. Uh, Tristan said this game was infuriating. Tigers, I just don't get it. There was no value in the win. 
you had the chance to break your addiction to ninth and force the Broncos to stand by and watch their hopes be dogged into 16th. But no, you had to get the way of everyone's rugby league fantasy. Hashtag cuck blockers. Biggest Tiger said, was that a reverse disrespectful field goal? It's pathetic to even have to kick it. We are game changers, guys. To which Real Dad replied, we've changed the game all right. We didn't make it better, but we've sure changed it. Uh, Stephen said, even as an avid Wests fan, I'm willing to take a loss here. I understand and accept there is a greater good at stake. Fucking be more like him, Tigers fans and players. <laughs> Fucking this cunt is now the big, the biggest everybody wishes the Tigers were. Uh, and our old mate, Egg Council Creeper, said, moments like tonight are why I'm annoyed with Wests. Could have done the honourable thing, but didn't. Thanks for saving the donkeys, you bougie cunts. <laughs> and this is it. This is why everybody fucking just can't stand the Tigers. I fucking hate the West Tigers now. Yeah. I hate them. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's, but it's not even hate. It's just this, like this general revulsion at everything about them. Yep. You know? Yep. Like you know, it's. I, I remember f- when they fancied themselves as a bit of a you know everyone's second team. You could you could fucking cancel that. Yeah, exactly. You're everyone's second most hated team now, mm. after the Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I feel like if if you opened up news.com mm-hmm. and you read Dennis Ferguson stabbed in prison, mm-hmm. how would you feel? Great. That's how I feel after the Tigers lose. Yeah. Because of shit like this. Yep. You know? Yep. Out there stealing kids' hopes and dreams. There's a bunch Just of, like Dennis Ferguson. There are a bunch of kids that live in places aren't that aren't Brisbane. Yeah. That are just they're feeling just as violated. Exactly. Today. Exactly. And that's because that's on you, West so Tigers. Equivalency. Yep. Yeah. West Tigers, you're emotionally raping children. Mm-hmm. Hope you're fucking happy with yourselves. <laughs> Previous, okay, this week, the uh, Thursday game is the Eels versus the Storm at Bankwest Stadium. Um, no changes to the uh, eel side that lost to the Dragons. Uh, the Storm, more changes, of course. Uh, they've lost Vunivalu, broken jaw. Uh, Fanukin with a calf injury, he's out too. A Shandor Earl comes in onto the wing. And uh, Fasul Malui starting at lock and Vetti on the bench. So, super impressive Storm last week. Now they have to withstand further losses. Although, I don't necessarily think that Vunivalu is the, you know, it's it's not like they're losing Brandon Smith. Mm, Correct. The Eels, obviously, they are going to put their best foot forward. It's a it's a big game against a a finals uh, contender. Yep. And uh, if they fancy themselves to be one to be a finals contender, they need to put in a good showing. Uh, there's no better time to face the storm. I mean, given the injuries that they have suffered, I mean, That's it. 
they you know, they played great last week, but surely what was that? Three, three or four weeks ago was that pre Moses injury? Was that we talking five weeks ago now? He he was he was probably out five weeks ago, but I think he's probably out. He was out before then but, though. But you you wouldn't have been called an idiot for favouring Parramatta in this clash. Look, let me tell you, when I was looking at the tipping today, Eels are like a yeah, like a dollar thirty or something. Like Storm mm. like two dollars fifty or two like it's Eels are heavy, uh, pretty heavy mm. favourites, even in the betting mm. in this game. Interesting. Like Ooh. I feel like the, I just feel like the Eels are. I don't I don't know what it is. I I, I saw an article saying that they they've been doing Zoom sessions or whatever with Joey Johns, trying to get you know tell Moses and and Brown and that what to do. Um, because he's he's not in the part of the bubble, so he can't actually yeah, yeah, go and yeah. go and consult and coach Fuck. them, you know. In, so he's got to sort of you know do it by you know Skype or whatever. But um, you imagine like Joey Johns in in this age, if he can get away with that, like if Parramatta go all the way this year, yep, and all of a sudden he can just never leave his house again and just sit Cash there, checks. just <laughs> just dump pingers <laughs> and do Zoom sessions. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm here for it. Look, I think that I, 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 the Eels have to show me something that tells me that they that they aren't a lesser side in the, in the eight. I mean, they were fantastic and dominant in the early stages of the season, but they have not shown that in a month. Mm. And I just I, I I just don't see it. I mean, that you know, could could they turn it around and sh- and 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 show me? Fucking, I think they could. I'll, We've I'll seen them say. I want to say that Parramatta have a slight edge in the backs, mm-hmm. just in terms. You know, they've they've got Fergo. Sivo had an off round last week, uh, but, but I'm he's gonna, had a few of them too. I think it's, I think it's less off rounds and more just well, I, people I was, know how to contain him now. I was going to put that down to to just being wet, and that ground was absolutely fucking yeah. atrocious that he was on. You know, Jennings is legit at crafty veteran stage. Yep. And Wong and Blake's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pappenhausen's obviously a far better footballer than King Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you look, you're Shandor Royal, Brenko Lee. Like, Olam had a good game, but he's not like a, a solid fucking game breaker. Uh, and then Adokar as well. You know, fantastic talent. But but I think the Storm are just too strong in the forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their bench will get it done as well. So I'm tipping Melbourne. The Panthers take on the Sharks in the pub slot game at Panthers Stadium. The uh, There are no changes to the 17 for the Panthers, although To'o has been named in the reserves, so he may be returning from injury. Sharks. Rudolph remains in uh, jumper number 13, but as they've been doing of late, they've been benching before kickoff. Mm-hmm. And so this will happen again, presumably. And uh, look, I, another team that I, I'm not haven't been super impressed with is the Sharks. Yeah. So this is a, a great opportunity for the Panthers to do everyone solid. Packing Pe- a little lunch bag of dicks. Yeah, Pe- Panthers need a, a full full performance here. Yep. Because the Sharks will get up for the game as they always do. They're always a danger team for us. And I guess they do have the, the you know the chip on their shoulder, you know, because they got they got touched up royally last time. They certainly did. Uh, and just looking at form, Penrith have looked. They've been consistent and they've been very, very good for large components of games. 
But this one, they're up against that old enemy that's really going to want to turn this into a grind. And they just need to stick to their game plan and take it to the Sharks here. I think Penrith can win, but it's a danger I game think, I them. think Pan- Panthers will win easily. Not as easily as last time, though, mind you. Look, unless the Sharks come out again and just lie about things happening and accuse foul play that didn't happen mm-hmm. to gain an unfair advantage because they are all cheating cunts, yep. uh, there, there is always the risk of that. So, um, so Panthers just have to be mindful of that and just not put themselves in positions where... Yeah, you know, they're getting arms jammed into their mouths, and that's it. You know what they should they should all go out there like with the symbolic black tape around their mouth, <laughs> and sit there and just stare down Sean Johnson. Yeah, because he is the most mentally fucking fragile player I've seen since Jamie Soward. Yeah, I mean, and I wouldn't have thought that ordinarily. Yeah, but I mean, he did he did expose some some stu- some some things about himself last week. Correct, and I would love to be in the opposing forward pack this week. Yeah. Against, and just to fucking just chirp in his ear. Yep. 80 minutes. Yep. Of, uh, you know, Takashi and like a little snitcher, you know. Yeah. You know, you just, do, just do shit rat. to him. Like, what are you going to do? You yeah. You're going to run and tell your mama? Yeah. Yeah. Just the That's entire... It. Just Go dob on me. Yeah. Go dob. Dob yeah. the ref. Yeah. Fucking and like and like everything and like everything that happens, you just you just every play you call him in the ruck. Yeah. You go, Sean, you see that? Go t- tell the referee. Just you know, yeah. <laughs> the entire game. That's it. Um, yeah, you guys win easy. Um, the Broncos take on the Dragons. Here comes another chance to keep them down, and the Dragons. Uh, well, sorry, the Broncos. Fuck me. There's a lot of changes. Okay, so mm. so Payne Haas is suspended. <laughs> Flegler, Flegler had a shoulder injury, and it's my understanding that he couldn't damage it anymore um, if he kept playing for the rest of the season, but he's opted for surgery, which will probably end his season. Uh, Jake Turpin's out with the, the metatarsal injury from last week. Um, <clears throat> Jesse Arthurs and Brody Croft drop out of the side. Offhand Galway and Kennedy are the props. Milford comes in into the halves to replace Croft. Kahu replaces Arthurs in centre. Herb, Herbie Farmworth to the wing. Isaac Luke comes in at hooker to replace Turpin, and uh, Bullimore and Hopoate join the bench. Mm. Dragons. Paul Vaughan returns uh, via the interchange after his uh, COVID violation quarantine period. Yep. Uh, Tristan Saylor is pushed to the reserves. And this is uh, officially Dean Young's first game in charge. Look. Who's ever going to tip the Broncos to win a single game for the rest of this season? Not I. Never. Absolute clusterfuck. Can they win games? Shit, yeah. Of course they can. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got talented players in their team. They just have to fucking play as a team for 80 minutes. And there's a lot of teams that they could beat. Yep. But they're not going to do it. No fucking way. Correct. I will never tip them to win another game in 2020. No. And the Dragons, look, they've been showing some good signs. It was almost funny. Like, I mean, did Mary deserve to get uh, to, to, to get sacked? Yeah, ultimately, yes. Especially cumulatively, if you look at the the, the entire output of his tenure as coach. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It wasn't not good enough. Did did he, you know, deserve to, to get shanked when he did? Because remember when, they, when, remember when the Dragons hadn't won or whatever and they were like, you know, they're going to give him like four or five games to get his shit together, mm-hmm. and then they sort of won like four out of five of those games or something. So, yeah. so by the by the metrics that they put in front of him, he actually, you know, kind of, you know, I don't want to say succeeded, but you know, I think he exceeded what they wanted. But mm. you know, 
They're going to do what they're going to do. Okay, the um, and in this case, the Dragons, another win. Titans versus the Raiders at Seabus. The Titans have uh, have lost Dale Copley, the peck, Jai Arrow, the shoulder. Corey Thompson uh, is uh, in the reserves. They're out of the side. Anthony Don and Philip Sammy return after missing the loss to Cronulla. And Tottenham Payer moves to centre. Jared Wallace up front. Fodawaka to lock. And Sam Stone on the bench. And, uh, of course, Kevin Proctor. Named on did, Tuesday. Did you see Thompson do much that should get him dropped? <clears throat> not not last week, but mm. he's been pretty ordinary since he since he went there since he went to the uh, the Titans. Mm. So like, I, 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 yeah, I feel as compared to what he did at the Tigers. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think he's basically his depth for the side, mm. and. You know, you certainly can't really find a place for him there when you've got like, you know, when you've got AJ Brimson, when he's starting to, you know, really come good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Raiders, Hudson Young starts, and uh, Ryan Sutton benched, and otherwise no changes. I can't go past Canberra in this one. Um, yeah, the the Titans have been you know, tough. They've they've fought in games. And the Titans will give them a tougher first half than the Broncos did. Mm. So so Canberra probably can't afford to clock off to the... Well, not clock off, but sort of half-ass it to the extent they did Correct. in that first half. And that's the thing. I'm putting that first half down to, to Canberra's attitude and, and expecting to beat the Broncos. Yeah, a little bit of just uh, complacency. Uh, so ho- hopefully that was enough of a shock for them and, and they understand this is a proper game, but I'll tip the Raiders here. Yeah, well, they're, they're, starting, they're starting to roll fairly well otherwise. So, yeah, I'll be tipping the Raiders... The uh, also I think it's it's I think it's a milestone game for Dynamis Louis. He's like maybe 150. Also revenge game then. Taking a taking a while for him to uh to get there. Tell you what, when you talk about media and managers speculating and shit like that, um, my brother's pretty good mates with um Dynamis Louis's family. Yeah, and he was playing for Manly, and then all these news articles coming out saying like, oh, you know, he's looking to you know get a release and you know shift or what, you know, whatever, and. I remember my brother rang up and said, it's fucking, like, literally no one said that. His manager didn't say that. Mm. He definitely didn't say He wants to stay. He wants to stay at Manly. And she's so, like, from somewhere, this story just eventuated. And then, and then Manly got wind of it. And they're like, okay, well, I guess you want to go. Then, yeah, well, you know, we won't, we won't re-sign you. And, but, I mean, he's actually come. He's, I mean, it's it's crazy, but he's like, he's a starting, legitimate starting prop for Canberra. So, fucking good on the lad. Yep. Uh, West Tigers take on the Roosters at Leichhardt. Twal named in the reserves. Uh, McKaylee and Lawrence uh, as well. Chris Lawrence, of course. We didn't mention it earlier, but uh, he's he's announced. And it's kind of like a, yeah. Uh, you know what? I didn't uh, mention the shit I took today. It's un- it's unsurprising. It's 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 kind of unsurprising, but um, because he is certainly a shadow of of the player that he was, and um, but yeah, yeah. he can get a he can, he can get a, a look at. You know, the, the future ahead of him as he watches the West Tigers play this game from the Correct. bench. That's it. The Roosters. Okay, so. Tui Pilodu, the debutant from last week, he's out. Mitch Orbison's out with the wrist. Uh, Lachlan Lamb, ankle. Luke Keery, ribs. Um, Brett so Morris comes ribs, back. Not, yeah, ribs. Yeah. Okay. Brett Morris comes back. Uh, Letters comes back into the side. Um, Drew Hutchinson and Kyle Flanagan in the halves. And that butcher to the back row. And Freddie Lussick is new on the bench. So, 
fuck me, what an injury toll, especially to some key players. Mm. Kiri is the one that I think they'll find it extremely hard yes. to suck up and yes. and and bear the loss of. Yes. <clears throat> Having said that, they're playing the West Tigers who should have fucking lost to the Dogs last week. Scoring points isn't the the Tigers' problem. It seems to be stopping them being scored against them. Yep. And you would... Oh, look, you know what? Even as I'm saying that sentence, without Kiri, you know, does that Roosters team have it? Look, I didn't think Kyle Flanagan was going that badly to get dropped when he when when he when yeah. he was dropped. So he's back. I think he'll be fine. You've got you've got the mozzies. You got the mozzies. You Nothing's getting past. You know you know that the mozzies aren't going to let any anything past. No, they're going to fucking they'll die on that field. Yeah, Teddy revenge game. Yep. Yeah, look, it's the Roosters and then it's the tie. Tip Roosters. Look, I feel like SST and Letters in the front row for the Roosters puts them in the contest. Yeah. And they don't have as much brilliance on the field as they ordinarily would. Yep. But I also will not believe and cannot be convinced that James Tedesco, Joseph Manu, and Brett Morris cannot conjure fucking something up mm. on that fucking expressway down the left-hand side Yep, with fucking the fat Lua. Yes. And fucking Nothar. The worst winger to ever play the game. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. You can't convince me that they can't exploit something there. Yes. So, 50 nil. <laughs> I'm not that optimistic, <laughs> but I'll take it. Uh, the Rabbitohs take on the Mighty Manly Seagulls at ANZ. Let's see the Rabbitohs squad. Um, <clears throat> Bailey Surin comes into the the back row yep. uh, following the suspension of Bagon, Liam Knight. Jack Johns on the bench. And uh, Jed Cartwright in the reserves. Mm. When did they sign him? Uh, a couple of weeks back. Okay, so they did the, the uh, exchange, yeah. the, the trade window. Yep. Cool. Okay, um, the... Manly side, okay, so Garrick to fullback. Tafua recalled to the wing just when we thought we'd, we were past that that era. Uh, Marty Tapao comes back into the side, um, which pushes Waddell to the bench. Uh, Jetski into the reserves, and uh, I see Adam Fanua Blake there in number 21, which would uh, indicate that perhaps he uh, may make a, a, a head of what we initially thought a uh, return. And look, if if uh, if Fanua Blake gets back into the side, and you, you know they'll hold, they'll definitely hold their own in the forwards. Mm. But man, Garrick at fullback is so fucking bad; it is just the absolute worst. Especially when you have guys like Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds, who you know have great kicking games, and they've yeah. great, and they've got like great short kicking games and like That's clever it. clever kicking games. The, I don't rate I don't rate South at all at the moment, but it's literally that one positional situation. Even if Honestly, if they play like they did last week and they still had fucking Brendan Elliott there, I'd be super confident of a win. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just cannot co-sign any fucking any lineup that has Ruben Garrick as the fullback. As much as I love Ruben Garrick on the wing, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, fullback is, yeah, it's a fucking much more difficult and skilled position, and he just does, he doesn't have it. Yeah, no, um, I agree. But yeah, you know, it's a season. You know, we, I mean, there, there are so many games this round 
where and and over the coming sort of three or four rounds, where teams like rabbits and sharks and and stuff are all playing each other. Yeah. And so win this week and fucking who knows? And you know then you got Tom back and who fucking knows? Lose this week and I would legit shelve him for the rest of the year just because fucking why you know why bother? The doggies take on the warriors. So here we go again. Assuming the Broncos lose on Friday Friday night. Yes. The Bulldogs come up against another very winnable game because you don't know what you're going to get week on week with the Warriors. They are facing an extremely unique set of challenges. Yep. The most unique set of challenges a team has faced week on week in the history of the competition. Mm-hmm. Marcelo I'm... Montoya was dropped. Let's go through the lineup. Montoya dropped. Yep. Um, big puppy suspended. Will Hopawati returns at fullback. Meany shifting to the wing. Mm-hmm. I think they're both good moves. Yep. Marshall King starts in favor of Katoa. That's a good move. Yep. Dory starts in the back row in his second game. Jackson moves to lock and Luke Thompson benched. Avarillo returns from injury via the bench, which is another another great in if they can get him into the starting side. The dogs, they're like, they can win with this fucking, they can win with this lineup. Yeah, 100% they can. They can beat the, the Warriors. Okay, so what have they got? You got Herbert. He's gone, hasn't he? He fucked his was it hamstring, hamstring was it? Mm. Yeah. So Herbert's gone. Pompey moves to the wing. Papali replaces uh, uh, Eliasa Katoa. Jack Murchie joins the bench. Hilarious that uh, that Manly loaned um, Hopper Junior to um, to the Warriors, and he's not even in the side this week. But oh, you know, maybe they want a couple of weeks to actually fucking train with him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a beggar's can't be choosers thing, though, either. But I mean, I guess in in his case, I mean, the, the he's not going to be named ahead of two of us. Check and two of us check isn't moving anywhere else. Yeah, um, unless he moves back home, you know, gets the shits like the others did. Um, look, I I think I feel like the Warriors have been putting in. They've been been playing pretty strongly of late. Yep. I think that that kind of base level of playing pretty strongly that they've been operating at the, the last couple of weeks is about the equal of a good dog's performance. So it's really hard to say, to pick who's going to win. But once again, we find ourselves, the dogs, this is redemption round for them. They fucking, they, they fucking had it. They, they, ne- they, they need to it. win this game. If the Warriors have played Penrith show up and put that defensive effort in, yep. I don't think the dogs can. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, because the, the dogs, what their number one trouble is scoring points. Yeah. I mean, although you think that 28 would be fucking enough, or 30 would be enough. Yeah. 28. Yeah, 28. I'm never going to fucking... I, I, I will never get over... I mean, like, I never like the dogs anyway. But now... Just win, motherfuckers. Mm. The, the, the hopes and dreams of an entire codes supporter base. World. The I would world, go yeah. so far as to say the world. The world is in crisis at the I moment. I super league it is. They don't like Brisbane Broncos. And and the world needs this to heal. Exactly. You know? Um, it doesn't sound like it's a straight line between some fucking guy eating a bat and the Broncos getting the spoon. It doesn't logically follow that one solves the other, but it does. Believe yeah. me. Believe me. If the Broncos does. get the spoon, all the COVID shit just dissolves. The virus... <laughs> self-eradicates. It's literally like the end of War of the Worlds where there's enough fucking bi- microbes from the from the from <laughs> from the earth's air 
has got into the the Martian fucking vessels and, and killed they all them. Die. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a long taking a lot longer because a rugby league season takes longer. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. T- it takes longer than a week worth of fucking Earth microbes. Temper your expectations, world. You fucking shit cunts. If you'd have all social distance, we wouldn't have this problem in the first place. But we'll get you there. <laughs> do what you need to do, Bulldogs. And finally, the uh, Knights take on the Cowboys at uh, McDonald Jones. The Knights have uh, Daniel Saifidi. He's out after one game back in. Uh, so Jacob starts up front and uh, Prasami Solo returns on the bench. Cowboys. Ruben Cotter comes in for Jake Granville on the interchange. Otherwise, same side. Now look, the Cowboys, the performance last week, up until that fucking part at the end where they bottled it, was very good. It's a performance that could beat a side of the standard of the Newcastle Knights. I just don't feel like the Cowboys, that's not their level. That was the level they achieved in that game. Yes. I don't think that's their week-on-week level, unfortunately for them. And once again, I am sure that Talalolo will have his way with the Knights when and how he feels. But it, that's that's been the story since forever. Yeah, like, yeah. You, no matter what the Cowboys know, do, yeah. Exactly. He, he's going to run 200 plus. Yep. That That's great. It, yep. It's almost like you, you go up against the Dogs last year and they were great for five tackles. Yep. And you didn't have to worry about the last because it was going to be so fucking ineffective. Yep. Um. Yeah, I can't go past Newcastle here. Yep. The Knights have to win, and the Knights and uh, you know the, the Knights will win, I, yep. I, I would assume. However, the Cowboys pull up like they did last week. It'll be, it'll be close. Mm. It'll be a lot closer. Okay, mailbag for this week. And uh, let me actually go to my phone because I see I've fucked up one of these ones here. So let me just quickly uh, open up the old um, Twill Nation group. And uh, if you're not in the group, it's a uh, it's an amazing group. Hashtag Twill Nation. Search for it on Facebook because I don't remember what the URL is off the top of my head at the moment. But um, the mailbag. Bennett was first up. Any advice on walking the line between extracting moments of pure joy from the Broncos implosion and not causing any further mental scarring on mates and colleagues that support them? Asking for a friend, I'm getting my pound of of flesh while the sun shines. Well, my advice to you would be put all thoughts of that out of your mind. Yes. They made their fucking bed. Yes. Consequences... Well, actions have consequences. Correct. And the action of them choosing or sheeping their parents into supporting the Broncos has consequences. Correct. And that is the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. They need to wear it. Yep. They need to suck it. Yes. There's, there's, there's no two ways about it. You didn't do this to them. They did it to themselves. So don't feel about their mental... Sc- you know, don't... Their, their team's implosion and mental scarring that they have sustained as a result... Is not a concern of yours. 100%. All you need to do is like, and like you, you, you took the segment, you took the clip out of the show last week or the week before, whatever it was, where I was talking about being mindful and be present and fucking enjoy this time. 
That's all. That's what. That's what you need to do. Yeah. Mitch, <laughs> you, know, you should have enough to sink your teeth into this week already. <laughs> Toto Telstra versus Vodafone. So the story there was that. Um, well, the story, the way I understand it, was that the NRL was going to block Vodafone, Vodafone New Zealand, from being the major sponsor of the Warriors that they have been for like the last fucking since forever, mm. you know, like 20 years odd, um, on account of the fact that Telstra being the naming rights sponsor of the, the competition and everything, yep. you know, protecting their, you know, their position, blah, 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 you know, competing interests, et cetera. Then, um, yeah, there's a lot of outcry about that is, you know, Rightly so. I mean, it's been, it's, you know, they've been a long-term sponsor. But then Telstra actually came out, I saw, and they, they, they tweeted out a, a statement saying, look, you know, we're happy for, for Vodafone New Zealand to continue sponsoring the, the club. And so what, what I don't know is, did it come from Telstra in the first place or did it come from the NRL? I believe, so I'm, I'm not that's the, sure. that's the key piece, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that, that, that it came from anywhere. There's an exclusivity clause. Yep. In Telstra's current sponsorship deal, yep, and it's been there forever, yep, and it's just never, it's just never been, never been activated, yeah. It, it was, it was discussed, and so it then was put to the Warriors mm-hmm. that it was under consideration. So that I assume would have been one of the conditions in the exclusivity clause that if it's ever chosen to be exercised. Anyone that may potentially be affected would have to be given a certain amount of notice or yep. whatever, and that's all I assume that would have been. So I don't think you'll ever know whether it was Telstra that came in and went, "Hey, um, just noticed after twenty something years, yeah. <laughs> we don't uh, we don't really like that," yep. uh, or if it was the NRL trying to maybe say, "Hey, look, what if you give us some more money for next year or whatever yep. it is." Yep. Can you know we we can push that out? I honestly think it's fucking stupid, and stems from an antiquated form of advertising and marketing. When people went, "Huh, NRL uses Telstra. I'll just sign mm. up to Telstra." Yeah, and I don't see anybody else on the jerseys, so they must have no competitors. <laughs> I will give whatever they give me and be happy with that. Yeah. Shit doesn't work like that anymore, you know. It's no, well, not not to mention in you in in you, you know, really, really, they're not they're not they're not like for like competitors either. Because I mean, it's, it's Vodafone New Zealand. It's I mean, obviously, it's a branding exercise for Vodafone in general. But Vodafone New Zealand don't provide mobile services. They don't. To Australia. From- I mean, Telstra don't provide services to New Zealand. They but don't. I mean, it's but an Australian but competition. But where- Vodafone do operate in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Under exactly the same name. Yeah, with exactly, exactly the same logo. Yeah. So it's not like someone would ring Vodafone and go, hang on, did you see us on the Warriors jersey? Because if so, fuck off, we don't want your business. <laughs> that won't happen well, either. No. So it's not dumb from Vodafone to want to sponsor the, the, the cross-Tasman team. Um, but the potential ill will to a brand yeah. for potentially cock-blocking a team, especially the team that's in the dire straits that the Warriors are. Yep. Yep. If the Warriors weren't under the predicament they were in a normal season, I'm not sure it would have gone this way. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah you know, Telstra's a massive machine. And I must admit, and- Telstra have been doing a fucking great job lately on, like, the the warm and fuzzy yep. public fronting sort of, you know, on the social. Did yep. you see the video they put out? 
where it was just like with that comedian I can't remember his fucking name no. it was like it was Mark Humphreys it? it was like it was a video they put out where it was like and they, they put it on Twitter and it was like we can't believe we have to fucking do this, but here it is. Oh, that guy. And it was, and it was that sarcastic. He's bitch. like the he's like the Aldi carry Elways. Yeah, he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was, yeah. <laughs> and it was like doing like that, that that satirical thing about the five G yeah. and everything. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they've actually been you know killing it with that sort of thing. And once again, you know, I don't. Th- it's a shame that this thing had to come to a head in the first place. But I feel like they've certainly, from the PR, you know, warm and fuzzy perspective. Again, I, right I would suggest that there was just a required notice period to anyone that may be affected. Yep. That was given, and somehow it's leaked. Well, you know? yeah, probably from the Warriors' side exactly. to generate the outrage that it did, which generated the exactly. response that it did. So, yeah, done. Uh, biggest. Pasco said that Chris Lawrence set the standard at the club. Was he meaning to insult him? What lovely things would you have said about Chris Lawrence as his CEO? Well, maybe that's it. Like this fucking grey level of mediocrity <laughs> that that somehow fans have come to admit and and embrace. Like the the West Tigers, dude. Chris Lawrence fucking is the he mirrors the club. He's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like did some okay shit. You know, in two thousand and five. Yep. Um, had a tumultuous and was, prob- he the, was he the one dropping all the f bombs in the in the immediate post match interview on the um, field? Yeah, tumultuous and probably regrettable relationship with Robbie Farrell. Yep, and a slow fucking decline into an international cunt circus afterwards. Hips made of the finest china. Yeah, so there you go. Wish yeah. him all the best. Now. His pain can end. <laughs> may he may he now begin to ascend from ninth <laughs> into the positions one through eight of uh, his chosen of, life. of his chosen post football career enterprises. Yes, uh, Chris said, "Is the link?" This, and this is a couple of people. I say, Chris asked us this question, um, and then I scroll down and see who else as well. Ryan also asked this question. And also Nathan all came in with a similar sort of thing. So I'll just address it one time with Chris. He said, is the link between Rona and Six again and in more injuries real? If so, is it worth it for a better game? And is the impact evenly spread by luck or strength and conditioning? How much will this factor in who wins the comp? Well, this year it'll factor in greatly. But I don't... And, and yes, I think the link is real. However, the only... I feel like the only variable that is, there's, is at play here is that like a lot of things that Volandi does... Some by necessity, some by the fact that it's just it's just who he is. He shoots from the hip a lot, and he makes shit up on the fly a lot. And the whole six again and everything was very quickly, you know, quickly implemented without a lot of thought in advance and without a lot of notice. So what that did was it prevented teams having a preseason, an off season, and all that sort of thing tailored towards this is what the game is now. And instead, I think they had what two weeks, mm-hmm. two weeks sort of thing. So. So, you know, no, no doubt it's real, but I don't. I think it's just anomaly. I don't think it will happen next year. And uh, some of the injuries are just fucking really like, just freak shit too. Like you know, people getting knocked out and you know HIA related shit and yeah, and and, and just like, and there's been some like weird like Kiri even last week like you know shit like that. That's not something that's because of the six again rule. That's just fucking bad. Like, you know, it's just bad luck. 
there's there's so much that goes into it in terms of you know, you, you can look across the injuries. Yep. You know, and the the Roosters are a good example. You know, there's just look at last week. They had three players that went out, mm-hmm. and two of those were from actions in a tackle. Yep. So, Kiri had his ribs exposed and mm-hmm. just copped a fucking like absolute like the worst chance fucking shot. Yep. Time ever. Um, and Orbison had his fucking arm rolled over on, yep. and it's fucked his wrist. Yep. So out of those three that happened in the game, two of them can completely just compl- not be attributed random to anything situation. to do with yeah. the six again thing. Now, that's not the case. I'm not saying that's the case for all of the injuries that have gone through. But if you look across, but the even there's like there's like even there's like ACLs and there's ACLs. Like um, mm. I'm trying to think of who else did their ACL recently. I would, but, I'd suggest there's more to be done in terms of injuries from the same grounds being used for multiple games. Yeah, and we've really seen Bankwest uh, exposed, and and yeah. the, and the Cowboys one for that matter, not even through multiple games, but just being exposed as just shitty surfaces that we yep. didn't think they're they're both brand new. You know, That's like, it. now again, the it's never just one factor. Mm-hmm. The, there's going to be a tipping point. Players have been getting faster and stronger, and and every club are looking for that that one to two percent improvement, you know, be it in speed, be it in power, be it in acceleration, whatever it is, the increase in that stuff with players mixed with a change or or a decline or or a drop in quality of playing surface, Mm -hmm. when those two lines intersect, perhaps that's the reason for all of these. Yep. I'm not sure the six again rule has too much to do with it um the- well it's definitely it's definitely removed the the small 30 second you know to a minute periods of you know rest and like no activity and things like that that like that a, a scrum or a penalty situation like you know a kick for line would it has normally nor- normally it has but even in those increased at times of the ball in play not all players are exerting themselves to the same level. And in speaking to a couple of people that deal with this sort of stuff for a living, they don't see that an increased time of the ball in play would have an across-the-board level of increase in injuries. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen other physios say, you know, the opposite, though, too, so... Yeah. And well, I think, sorry, you know, well, let, me, let me clarify that. Yeah. That, that, yes, if you are using something more then there is a higher chance of it breaking. Yes. That that's not up yep. for debate. Yep. That's fucking fact. Yep. However, just by the fact of the ball being counted as in play, you know, you, you look at in an offensive team, if the ball's in play more, yep. then they may go left for three tackles out of the five. Your right hand edge are essentially walking. Yeah. So just the ball being in play isn't causing yep. those injuries more. Yeah, but I mean, on the other side of the ball, I mean, it is constant. Like you know, the line's the line that where you know it doesn't matter where the mm-hmm. you know where where the yeah. ball's going necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still you know you're back ten, running yeah. ten, forward ten, back ten, forward yeah. ten. You know, so um, so thank you to I think it was like three or four people who asked a similar sort of same sort of thing. So, um, good reading up the thread and everything, guys. But um, we thank you for your questions. Terry has put in a, a screenshot of an article in here. Um, uh, from Harry, Harry and Naira on the NRL uh, Facebook page. 
and uh, he said, the headline is that Harawira and I were glad he was caught out. And the quote is, I'm 25 now, I needed this wake-up call. So he's like, this, is, this implies he's done it with more than once with the school kiddies. How many schools did he visit at Penrith and did he take a coat hanger with him every time? Yeah. Well, remember, Harawira and Naira's biggest crime was that he picked up a school teacher to fuck at the same time as his fucking Jamali just caused... No, it wasn't he, a school teacher. He, he fucked a teacher, didn't, did he not? And and, and the Jamali just cosplay guy fucked the, fucked the, the school students. Well, what I remember was that... Well, no, it wasn't the teacher. She was still a student. But he just picked her up as a Tinder swipe and she alluded to the fact that she was a teacher. Whereas Idris 2.0, she sent him a photo of herself yeah, in her yeah, uniform yeah, yeah. with him the day before. Yeah, yeah. Going like, hey. Yeah, we saw you at school. This is wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Look, oh. I'm 100% against fucking children. I think I, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who would disagree with your stance outside of Dennis Ferguson and NRL clubs that are associated with Dennis yeah, Ferguson that's based it. on what we've decided tonight. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and I hope here that CHN is alluding to the fact that it was more so the party lifestyle and the, yeah. you know, picking up a girl picking everywhere up randoms he goes. Or, you know, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, it... It was easy enough for me as a fucking frumpy, you know, middle-aged, divorced <laughs> father. <laughs> like the ease at which I found it on Tinder. Yeah. So if some of the professional sportsmen, what you're saying. Well, you know, yeah. like if I took my shirt off and put a fucking shirtless photo and my bio just said professional NRL player. <laughs> like... My, my phone would legit have a vaginal meltdown. Yeah. And just be like, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> like a biohazard thing had come up and just yeah. be like, we, we have a duty of care to you to just not let you fuck this much. <laughs> so, um, I hope that's what he's talking about. I assume that's what he, what he was talking about. That, um, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, to gauge that strictly from the headline, but yeah. Um, where are we? Jai said, uh, all the talk of the Grant Momorowski swap deal has been about what happens with Grant. I think we should take a moment to think about how glorious it would be if not only does Grant go back to Melbourne, but Momorowski also wants to stay with Melbourne <laughs> because, you know, fuck the Tigers. <laughs> I don't think anyone gives a fuck about what Momorowski does. He's the, he's the forgotten man in the whole yeah, thing because is. Harry Grant's a fucking legitimate commodity. Yes. And Momorowski's just kind of there. Again, I, I, Good workman in his position, mm-hmm. but not somebody that Craig Bellamy couldn't pick up a clone of somewhere else and turn yep. them into the same quality player. Yep. Uh, Tristan, what was the weekend's biggest rugby league fail? Broncos defense for Kotrick's first try, Kyle Fells. Proctor biting, in quotes. Johnson milking, in quotes. Or the Tigers? Uh, none of those things. The fucking Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. They're fail. Manage out and the fucking, fucking Cowboys. And I guess Cole felt, you know, you, yeah. you, you've mentioned there. So maybe that. Um, Matthew said, I'm loving the Broncos implosion. The Seabold rumors. TPJ, the hotel fine. Milford and Boyd in general, etc. At least the Broncos can take solace that their best player on the weekend has chosen to go to the Titans. 
Can't wait for next week's episode. Hashtag enjoying it while it lasts. As are we all, sir. Yes. Um, Chris said, with uh, CHN looking to play finals footy this year, instead of collecting a spoon at the dogs, should all Canterbury players try to root school kids to go to a better club? <laughs> no. I would, uh, whilst I whilst I acknowledge the success of his, of his gambit, I Just would not suggest... start coaching your club. I'll get rid of you for no reason. <laughs> um, Kat said, uh, is there any truth to the story that a lot of old-time Broncos, including some still involved, wanted Kevy as a coach and have undermined Seabold continually and from day one with some of the players giving him no chance of succeeding? I would imagine Fluffy and Alf in it up to their eyeballs. There you go. Honestly... I feel like whilst there is a contract with Darius Boyd that needs to be paid, mm. I think if if I were a coach and people were undermining me, if though if I couldn't get rid of them completely, like mm-hmm. probably Darius, he can go play for fucking Q Cup or whatever. And if Alfie's just employed as a as a trainer, and he's and he was like, I mean, you wouldn't retain anyone around you that was like that. No, and you'd be under no obligation to. That's it. So 100%. I don't. So, so I don't think so. I think. I mean, whilst there seems to be, um, you know, divisions in the playing ranks, and there are some probably now. There's probably splits with you know players not not being a fan of Seabold, and that that translates to their performances and their you know their intensity and their you know willingness to you know chase a fucking break all the way down. Yeah. You know that sort of thing. I don't think it's anything as overt as. As that because you you know if if you if someone's that overt about it then that's easily solved. Correct. You fuck them off immediately. Yep. And you would see sensationally, Alan Lang has been fucking you know there's Al, Alfie's a Broncos legend, but there's nothing fucking keeping him there if he was a cunt. Yep. Correct. I, I think that anyone would anyone could fire him very simply. Well, here's the thing, Alfie's an employee of that club. Exactly. And they don't have to pay him out. What is it? Three point eight million. Yep. If they do it. Yep. So even you, as much as the board and everything would love Alfie. Yep. Can you imagine Seabold going in and saying that he's being bullied yeah. and tell me he's not. Th- and I'm. Th- let me put that out this way. Yeah. He walk work, in there and go, you're like, look, <laughs> workplace bullying is not okay. Alfie, Alfie's been bullying me. Call him Mossad. I need to fucking, I, I need someone to go through the computers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, uh, workplace bullying is not okay. And I, I don't want to at all dip into that culture of if you're being bullied, you know, don't speak up about it. But but Seabold looks exactly the cunt to me that would use HR laws yeah. 100% in his favour. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, so. Fuck him. And that's it for those guys. Now, uh, tipping this week... King Kong maintains his uh his uh, two point lead over the rest of the pack. Uh, then we've got a bit of a log jam. Followed second place, Benny eighty nine, followed by JBB Matt Cowboy on a blood buzz, and then back one to Andy Nightmare, and back again to Mike Corona and Toozy. Nice. And that's it for episode three sixty four. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow. I just want to give a quick shout oh. out though. Yes. Before we close off. Yeah, I want to... And you're talking about the Spotify yes. things? Amazing. These spawned from a question that we had on the members podcast last week, um, just asking us about... Uh, I think it was, a, it was a question trying to bait us into saying that, that hip-hop post-2010 is, is shit. 
and um, I think much to much to the surprise of the questioner, mm. we actually both had a long list of things yeah. to suggest. So, and, um, so we, we gave some of our favourite uh, tracks that had come out post-2011, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I just threw it in the Facebook group that, you know, that, that was ours in the members pod. That's fine for members. But for everybody else, what are some yep. of your tracks that you'd mm-hmm. recommend? And there were, you know, some fucking dumb cunts couldn't follow instructions. Uh, As the- I would like to fucking <laughs> remind Clevo, it's a hip-hop thread. The fucking hilltop hoods do not belong in a hip-hop thread. Or a thread where people are suggesting fucking, good music. I'm a fucking Aussie and I'm poor and I ride the fucking bus, but you know. Drink a VB. That, Drink a stubby's a VB. That's okay. I'm 45 years old and, you know, I'm. You know, Jesus, <laughs> fuck, man. That was fire. Yeah, I'm, I'm now better than the Hilltop Hoods. That was fire, man. I would have won a rap battle. <laughs> If there was the Aussie 8 Mile, they're dead. What's that? What, what is it? Like 14, you know, 17 point something kilometers? <laughs> like that, and you're fucking, I'm angry at my dad because he wouldn't let me go to a fucking party. So I put giant fucking things and stretch my earlobes out. You fucking wanking. That's your Blink-182. No, that's my wanking park. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> White privilege. Well, he's, he's, I mean, he did more than stretch his earlobes out, let's be honest. <laughs> How did he go? Was he Dolphin conversion? I, I think I think, I think think uh, Cherry Evans conversion. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so he was the go-go gadget. Lincoln. Depression's not a laughing matter. No. Um but but uh a fucking So there is one for rock and and all things on that side and so there's, there's one there's, for hip hop. There's the thread. Mm-hmm. But fucking this, this is a decent contribution for most valuable contributor yep. when you're voting for the Twillies at the end of the year. Uh, Michael R in the Facebook group has gone and created Spotify playlists. Um, they're in the threads. Go and fucking find them. Uh, and he's even opened them up so other people can add songs to them. Uh, but what a fucking way for recommendations from uh, your fellow Twill Nation members about no matter what sort of genre of music you're into. Um, yeah, and what I'll, and for people who aren't in the Facebook group and who are interested in the show notes on the website this week, I'll actually put the Spotify links to the two playlists in question. Fuck, so, I love this group. Yeah, fucking great. Best fucking group of listeners out there. Love all you cunts. Yeah, it's so fucking good. But you'd, nev- thanks, you'd, nev- you'd never, you'd never get out, you'd never get this out of those out of those little cut holes on Twitter. Yeah, never. Um, so yeah, the group in question hashtag Twill Nation Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. If you're not in there, fucking get in there. Yeah, get in there. Um, we're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. You'll see the episode releases and things like that there. Make sure you hit the like button, share our posts as we put them up, help us spread the word. If you'd like to support the show, easiest way: drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to go the extra mile, our digital memberships are available and can be picked up anytime for only $3.99 a month. 
Speaking of Apple Podcasts, we had a review from uh, TJ eight two eight three two four five. TJ and I, and I want to say Tavita Junior. Potentially, potentially, and I just want to say, teach me your secret, sir, because we've had situations in the past where people have left us reviews or they've said, I left a review, you didn't read it out in the show, what's doing? So honestly, mate, didn't see the review. Let's go back to Apple. Let's go back to Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It was, and let's have a look. There's no review there. You didn't happen to, by any chance, swear in your review. I did actually. I said shit or something. That's mm. why you need yep. to clean it up. Anyway, TJ eight two eight three two four five. Teach us your way, sir. The the subject line of the review: funny cunts. Five stars. <laughs> The text of the review, proper funny cunts who give a good side into league, inside into league. Teach us how did you get that through the fucking... Maybe maybe they've loosened the reins, I don't know. But maybe it doesn't show up on iTunes and it's only like the, the iTunes monitoring service that I use that tells yeah. us about the rankings and reviews and things like that. Maybe... It, maybe it, Apple's it community it. manager ate about Who fucking knows? <laughs> um, I think that's about it. Fuck me, we went long tonight. Hey... On the show notes, I can also put up the text the text exchange of SMSs that we had earlier this evening, where it's like literally. Let me fucking let me look at the exact wording. <laughs> you said uh, in referring to when you were going to come over tonight, uh, eight forty five, and we can blast through it. And I said, this is entirely untrue, but let's pretend that we can. <laughs> sure enough, you were here at about 8.45, 8.50. And here we are two hours and 36, later, 36 minutes later, probably on our longest episode of the year. Correct. Um, yeah. Fuck you, Broncos. <laughs> it's just too much Broncos, all Broncos, all the time. See you next week. Later. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.